Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Squirrels the Round Table Podcast presents Ivan Rivera. <laughs> Mike Boyle. Hi. And Jeff Stein. <laughs> Let's get ready to suck it! Again? Yes. No, that's what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I wanted to really fast, because we don't usually talk about we haven't talked about anything like this in a while. I, I'm just curious, did either one of you, I assume neither one of you braved out to go to the movies to check out Fast and Furious 9. Right? <laughs> negative, sir, negative. Right, no, I'm, I'm just, I was just curious. Damn. So, <laughs> right, right, no, no, I, I, like I said, I'm just curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a big $70 million weekend, so. Well, that's, that's why I was saying, it's interesting yeah. That's it, you know, that, that, no, that's where I, I, like I said, I figured we'd start there because we're going to go talk about other shit anyway. But, you know, I figured at least we could start there with the fact that it looks like, I, I'm, like I said, I'm a little surprised that the number, I mean, that's the first real movie that I've seen that's kind of popped a real big number, yeah. a, bi- a bigger number. The like light, that. I think the last biggest one was like maybe Godzilla around Easter. Yeah, um, but that was still right, shared but, with streaming, right, right? And that was about fifty million. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying that this is the biggest release since uh, Rise of Skywalker in twenty nineteen. Hmm. Well, maybe it's because of the fact that well, people were just like, well, if I'm gonna go see a movie, <laughs> I don't know. Go, if it's, it's adults playing with Hot Wheels cars, pretty much. Well, yeah. no, I mean, again, I just think it's, <laughs> I mean, look, let's, let's be honest. There's been eight of those damn things for a reason. Yeah. You know? They're very popular. They're very popular. How I mean, I, especially, especially in Japan, you know, where they like things that are episodic. <laughs> well, China seems to really enjoy it too. I mean, my understanding is, is that they have done about, they've done about 400 global, 400 million globally, but. To, to me, the bigger thing is so, you know, 70 million considering the fact that you're coming off of the pandemic. That's pretty damn that's, good. That's, that's, that's an interesting number because if it wasn't a pandemic, what would we be talking about? About maybe 150 to 200 million? Maybe. For the mm-hmm. first weekend? Possibly. That could very well be. But then, you know, we're talking about a movie that is pretty much formula throughout the course of it. Yeah, it's it's uh, part of the right. baked into the cake, yeah. Right, I mean, Ivan, I'm more looking at from the perspective of, you know, how close are we to where, you know, people are going back. How, you know, I'm more gauging this about how many people were are walking into theaters at this point. Well, it, I think, okay, I think what it is now is that as we move further and further away from the restrictions and the uh, and of course the movie systems themselves, you know, that are opening up more and more often, uh, it's 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 something where uh, it, you know I go like yesterday I went to go shopping in the uh, Jewel and I'm noticing that if you haven't had your COVID shot, we ask you wear your mask. So here being mixed in amongst the people that are still wearing their mask, which already tells you they didn't have their shots, 
And, of course, me walking around with no mask on because I've had both my shots and everything. And it seems to me that more and more people are starting to venture out. And I think the cabin fever has a lot to do with it, too. People are just wanting to go out more and more and more because they've had enough of being shut in and cut off. And it just was the luck of the draw now that theaters are opening and it's like, Oh great. You know, fuck. Yeah. I got, I, I you know, there's some place I can actually go. Yeah, we want to get back to normal. We all do back to normal. Exactly. So it's kind of like everybody's, you know, huffing and puffing to just get back to that normalcy. We'll never get back to how these were actually, I mean, but the new normal seems to be inviting more people back out there to being in the public and to being around other human beings you know i mean it's uh that's that's just oh. the way it is now well and the I, f9 box office is it's a good sign no yes, that, that, right it is. Yeah. It I'll, is. I'll be curious what um you know obviously but, we're talking you know we're, we're talking about getting together we're gonna go we're gonna do black widow at, at mike's place but Right. Know, I'll be curious. I'll be curious what the Black Widow numbers look like. Uh, you know, that's that's going to be interesting too. Well, you know, we we, have, we now have kind of a gauge. Seventy million seems to be a possibility. Right. Black can Black Widow do more than seventy million, or is it going to be more? Is it going to be less or around the same number? Because you know, Black Widow is probably around the same idea of. Although I don't know, I don't know, Mike. Even even if before COVID. I don't know that they were projecting Black Widow to be like a major top Marvel, top. like a major Marvel movie, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, like they would have the effects budget of, say, like, you know, one of the Avengers films. Right. Right. Well, but the point being is, like, I don't think they were expecting numbers like, say, a Spider-Man movie or Black Panther or um, or or the Avengers you know, right. or Guardians of the Galaxy. I think they were looking at. I don't know if they were looking at Ant Man numbers, but I think they were looking mm-hmm. a little bit higher than that. Well, you if, if you combine the fact, okay, we're watching it on a stream in comparison to people watching it in the theater, who knows? Maybe the combination of the two worlds would might might give it those type of numbers. But again, it's well, coming, right. But they will, won't. But the box office receipts won't combine the streaming numbers. Right. That they're not going to be. They're so combining. I presume it's going to be less than the seventy for F, for so F nine. It would be. Yeah, I think it would be less for. I'll be curious. Had 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 Black Widow had not had the assistance of the stream and everything like that. Do you think? It would have done. Well, we'll see, Ivan, because really, in reality, keep in mind, we're not talking. This isn't like HBO Max where the stream is where it's like if you own if you get HBO Max, you're getting the movie. OK, right. it's not that situation. This, so this situation is you've got to pay extra. Right. It's, like, it's kind of like the same Disney plus thirty dollar buy in. Right. Exactly. So okay. for some so for some people. They might, they may opt to go to the movies instead of paying the thirty dollars. So we'll see. Uh, again, I think it'll take a, I think it'll take a bite out of it. I'm just curious as to like how said, big it's going to take out. Of it. Well, like I said, I, it, to me, I look at, I look at Fa- F- Fast and Furious Nine, and to me, like I said, to me, the thing I'm, I'm interested in is, is that going to top out for the year, or is there a possibility that 
we're going to, you know, that that's about the number or how, how much longer does, do we think it's going to take until we start to see movie houses getting back to where it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting people in for these big blockbusters. Cause I know there, I can't remember what else is this summer, but I can't imagine that, you know, these are the only ones. I think these are the first. Um, well, and in, well, right now, you know, I mean, considering that I've, uh, I've seen, okay, now I know that this is probably not even a, a thing, but, okay, like right now, you know, you have Illumination, who's got uh, Sing 2 coming out around Christmas, and of course, I think a lot of the major situations as far as, like, movie attendance, I don't think is going to happen during the summer as much as I would say maybe the fall or possibly the winter, but... Uh, but then again, as we continue to get back out there into the world, I think that it might, you know, it, it'll, it will progress, but a bit slowly. Uh, but then again, you never know. Maybe you'll get one movie where it'll blast past 70 and maybe get 140,000 or might. Get or it might it, may, oh yeah, it might make 140,000. That'd be a, that'd be a really good number. I have a feeling, I have a feeling 140,000 is not a problem. <laughs> no. 140 well, yeah, million, yeah. 140 million. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, yeah, you know what I mean. I know uh, what you mean. This is this is Ivan's Doctor Evil moment where he says one <laughs> one million dollars, and everybody's like, "Sure, here you go. Here's your million. Go away." Uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Ten million. Ten million. <laughs> no, he's like billion. Oh, billion. Now we got a problem. One hundred billion dollars. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm yeah, so let's see. We we shall see. So, so the other of, thing yeah. is, what's that? One other thing, because I, I figure I mentioned this now, because we we don't do news of the squirt anymore, and we haven't done a news of the squirt type story in a while. But this one, this one just begs to be talked about. Okay. So we, I got this one off the WGN uh, TV site. Um, uh-huh. apparently this happened over the, this happened over the past weekend, um, in Springfield, Missouri, the, the, the article says birds aren't real. Rolling rally makes us makes first stop in Missouri. Yeah. It's like this, uh, these people who don't believe birds are real. So uh, let me, let me give it to you guys. So you get kicked out of this, mm-hmm. uh, a crowd of people gathered downtown Springfield, Missouri to attend. Uh, the birds aren't real rally. And, uh, sorry, this is when the video starts, starts (laughs) popping in my way. Okay. Uh, according to Peter McIndoe, the birds aren't real movement. All birds in the United States were killed by the government, replaced by federal drones. (laughs) Oh yeah, I did. I did hear about something like that. They were talking about. Wait, this gets better. Oh Yeah. This gets better. What may, <laughs> quote, what makes me think that? I think the evidence is all around us. Birds sit on power lines. We believe they're we believe they're charging on power lines. We believe that that bird that bird pooping on your car is a liquid tracking apparatus. Oh my god. <laughs> um the movement which has been fueled by cha- online chatter as well as a mysterious flyers posted in cities across the USS, is, car- is currently on tour, and Springfield was the first stop. Birds Aren't Real relies on internet 
inter- internet fueled guerrilla marketing to spread its its silly message. Followers are poking fun at conspiracy theorists like, uh, what's this called? Aqunon or whatever it is. Aqunon. Uh, yeah. Since then, apparently the movement, get, get this, his fan base on Reddit, 360,000 subscribers. Oh my god! You got to see so some of those. Were... Some of those are are ironic. Some of them are, are you... unironic. Some of them just oh. are, are are subbing just to see what this this these these idiots. Well, are I get the impression about. some of it. Well, like I said, to me, it's like further proof that anybody will buy just about anything. Yeah, uh, you because know, people's it... are dumb. I work in retail. I know this. Uh, you know, you, you, you get, you know, that's why, you know, Mark Twain said it best, you know, fool and his money are soon parted. It's kind of like, <laughs> okay, if you, if, if you can sell it, uh, people will buy it. And I gotta uh, tell you, I do, <laughs> I, I suddenly have a lack of respect for Mark Twain. Um, well, I was okay. watching the, let me tell you why I was right. watching the chase the other night and there uh, was a trivia question on the chase about uh, which person asked Teddy Roosevelt to move Thanksgiving because it was on his birthday. <laughs> and the answer, and the, an, the the choices were, the choice, I can't remember who the third choice was. One of the choices was, was, was P.T. Barnum. The other was, was Mark Twain. I can't uh-huh. remember who the third one was. The point being is, of all the answers, the answer was Mark Twain. Oh my gosh! I I I I I don't know. I've never I've never heard of that. But you know, anything is possible now in this new this new age of rewritten history. It's kind of well, like no, it's rewritten. I don't think it's rewritten. I think it's legit. You think so, it's legit? Okay. No, no, well, no. It's. I mean, they're not going to put it on a game show if it's not legit. Come on. Well, okay, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But then, of course, you I didn't know, know that. what the the validity of game shows. Uh, okay, it has been wonky at best since uh, 21 back in the 1950s where the guy was fed answers. I mean, there was a movie about it. So, well, you know. I don't think a scandal like that has come up in recent years, though. I mean. No, you know, no. It's... But, you know, like I said, I, I mean, it, it, you know, sometimes, you know, you just kind of you just kind of wonder if there's a little tilt to something. Well, in this but, day and age of yeah. Snopes and fact-checking and instant yeah, internet, yeah, no, yeah. You, can, you can determine whether or not those are bogus uh, answers. Well, but, but if that's the, if that's the case, man, yeah, that is kind of kind of weird. But then, of course, also, too, not to take away from you, Jeff, it's because, yeah, Mark Twain uh, has also been under fire for a number of, of different things. Okay, here we go with all the all the stuff that's going on with history, you know, being rewritten and everything. Mark Twain isn't the guy who we thought he was. Uh, just like we're finding out that people aren't who what we thought they were. <laughs> what I mean, you mean? You mean? I, I, you mean? I mean, look, look at, you look mean you the, thought a guy you got you thought a guy from Missouri during that time frame might not be not might not be a little bit racist. Yeah, well, you know, he might be a little bit racist, but I didn't know how deep the races actually ran through it. I mean, just because he wrote a couple of things in a book doesn't mean he, well, anyway. Well, yeah, well, yeah. 
say this. You can say the same about Walt Whitman. You can say the. You can say that about uh, you know Frank Frank Baum. You can say that about a number of different people. Yeah, and we find out as we go along. You know, Edgar Allan Poe. You know, was a rotten drunk, and everything. But yet he. Well, you know, he only cut him some slack. He only had one ear. No, no, no. That's 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 uh. That's that's Vincent. Vincent Van Gogh. Oh yeah, I mean you know okay, Whatever. yeah. But you but you see what I mean. But so anyway, yeah. Uh, but getting back to getting back to the original point here, uh, uh, yeah. You know if we, uh, I guess I guess it, I guess time will tell when we're going to start seeing all the huge numbers in the theaters, and then time will tell. You know. When everything is gonna, you know, and whether the birds will uh, contribute to the box office numbers, yeah, and not, and not oh. only that, and not, well, oh. they're contributing to the Reddit numbers, oh. they're contributing to Twitter and everything else, you know, with uh, the fact that, yeah, I, I had this conversation with my daughter Gracie, you know, and it's just like, yeah, the you the, mean your daughter Soraya? No, my daughter Gracie. Oh, I didn't know you, you know? had another daughter. Well, I have three. I have Jessica, Gracie, and I have Soraya. I have three daughters. Mm. You know, because, uh, you know, uh, Julie has, you know, two daughters, and they're my daughters. So I had this conversation with Gracie, and uh, she even brought up the fact that, yeah, you know, those those pigeons up there? Yeah, those are drones. And I'm mm. thinking, I just went ahead and I says, yeah, well, you know, that's a very clever device if they are indeed drones you know i mean you know they go ahead and they make their mark by shooting right at like the, it's like the birds from the incredibles yeah exactly you know or you know that's, and, you know what and, and, you know what and, that's yeah. probably where they got that idea yeah from probably kid. well you know I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if somebody actually i saw it when i was a kid in the incredibles that's what it is I was swung out in Swede. Yes, the drones are pigeons, and there's hundreds of them outside feeding outside of the parking lot. We're going to die. Hey, Mike, I'm looking at this article you posted on the Squares page <laughs> uh-huh. about Ringo Starr's battle with a, with a sex toy company. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? What, 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 seriously? What is he thinking his drumstick now? Because, oh uh, well, the sex toy company had a series of adult toys named Ringo. But apparently, <laughs> but he, he they, they, they settled because he they put a space between the ring and the O. So it wouldn't okay. infringe upon his intellectual property. Uh, they wouldn't well, confuse you know, it with, Ring- the, with the X-Beetle. <laughs> yeah, because we're gonna totally we're gonna totally convi- we're gonna totally confuse Ringo Starr with a cock ring. That's what we're gonna confuse. Oh, anything goes in your octopus's garden, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, you know that, or of course, you know, you got uh, you got them, you know, singing about Ringo, Ringo, in <laughs> <laughs> Lord Green. <laughs> I guess that's about uh, you know. I guess that why didn't they just like talk about Ringo's yellow submarine mm-hmm. or something like that? And is that a yellow submarine in your pocket? Is happy to see me. Uh, uh, hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hi, Ringo. <laughs> so Ivan, you see, you've been you're doing more live gigs now, huh? Ivan. Hello. Hi, Ivan. Yeah. How you doing? Hey, I lost you. Okay. So I I see you're doing new live gigs now. 
Yes, yes, I am. Uh, yes, I am. I'm out there. Uh, in fact, uh, this um, this Friday, I'm back out to my residency over at uh, uh, depending on what's going to happen on uh, July 4th, because I just got in touch with L, who runs the uh, place over at Save More Lincoln. So he goes, historically, uh, Independence Day weekends are slow at a bar. And I, and I, and I texted her back and I said, well, that's if, the, uh, that's if the weather doesn't play into it and wash out a lot of outside activity. So she'll let me know whether or not the uh, the fourth over at uh, Saymore is going to happen or not. So we'll go see how that happens. But right now, I am scheduled to be there from nine to from eight to two on Sunday, and um, we'll see how. You're in a tunnel. Oh no, my uh, my phone keeps sliding down. There we go. Yeah, get yourself sounds, oriented. Your, sounds yeah. like a kinky, sounds, sounds kinky. coming in and out. Well, yeah, that's because my phone keeps sliding down my chest and into my neck. Okay, so that's like kind of like a Ringo. Yeah, kind of a wrangle, actually. I'm wrangling uh-huh. my phone here. Uh, I'm ringing my phone. But ring my phone, ring my phone. Anyway, so, yeah, so we're going to see how how that happens. And then, uh, of course, the ever-ending, the never-ending saga of the spinning wheel. Yeah, a lot uh, of drama over there. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, of course, you're here, I come to save the day. And uh, I had a talk with Jimmy, and um, I had a talk with Jimmy, and, uh, of course, uh, we came to the conclusion that, yeah, as more people are, are, are going out into the world now, we don't need to be hardcore on the spinning wheels so much. And, that we, you know, we all have lives. So, basically, tonight I'm going to be putting it out on, you know, Facebook and wherever, and saying, "Yeah, we're going to be dropping our uh, our Monday schedule. We're going to be dropping our Wednesday schedule. Basically, it's going to be like Tuesday for the uh, blues night that I do. Thursday for the uh, the now uh, re recalibrated uh, Northern Soul night. Now we're going to get all those Northern Soul night guys to just do Thursday." And then uh, Saturday, you know, I'm going to be doing my uh, Chicago Soul and R&B thing when, when and if I don't have a gig on that Saturday. Yeah, when you have because you, you got live gigs, right? Live gigs that are, are starting coming. to line up, and you're you're get you're gaining your uh, residency. Right. So. Exactly. So, and so with that, you know, uh, rather or not, I'm going to be. Uh, at the spinning wheel on Saturdays in the future are going to be uh, determined where the money is. I have to go where the money is because if I'm also doing this big to do for next year and everything. I got to start wrangling, you know, some things together and getting things set up for that. And uh, we lost someone uh, who's going to come to that event for next year because of their non-interest of it. I mean, you can only follow a person so long until you start saying, well, you know, I've made all the phone calls and I've made all the attempts and everything, and yet he's not biting. Well, then, 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 yeah, then he's obviously not Yeah, then he's not interested. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so that's so, you know, I just don't want that later on. I'm on spinning wheel and he calls me up later and goes, hey, what's this business about me not going to Chicago next year? And I said, well, that's on you, dude. Yeah, you you made your effort to reach out to him and he failed to comply, so. Exactly, so I'm not going to sit there and, you know, I'm not going to sit there and chase chase him down. 
Yeah, you're managing all the drama at the spinning wheel Facebook page. Well, yeah, but you know, but so far, you know, I've I've gotten it down to a point where I got everybody to just like not be so proactive when people start saying things. It seems like uh, it seems like you know, like like for guys like me, you and Jeff, I mean, we all got thick skins about things like that. We let things roll off us as best as we can. Although there are some things that may not roll off us roll off us in the interim and they do affect us and they do hurt us and stuff like that but you know we tend to kind of like you know come into our own little situations behind the scenes and we talk about it or we try to reach out about it and then we just check up on each other about it and stuff like that whereas in that situation you know they tend to want to just put it out there in full view you know the whole name and shame thing which that's never been my thing you know to do that you know it's you know in that respect you know i mean and uh i mean if people are you know calling out and saying hey you know i'm having a dark day well of course i would check up on you or i'm gonna you know say something on your page or you know acknowledge that yeah i'm listening i'm watching i see you and everything like that but then you know if it starts getting out of control it starts getting verbally vicious and stuff like that it's like then i don't engage because it's like yeah there there are some things are best left to just you know being done in private you know and uh you know and and yeah there's a lot of times where i want to you know you know there's a lot of times i want to go ahead and uh and 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 put my discontent out there And and i have on some occasions i have and you know, and I like the comfort of my, you know, of my, you know, my, my, my personal friends. And then, of course, my Facebook friends who, you know, say the lovely things and the nice things and the comforting things. And it's nice to know that that's there and everything, you know, because uh, the fact that uh, the last 16, last 16, 17 months has been hell on everybody. And uh, when you're when you know, when you're when you sit alone and you're just like. You know, okay. Why isn't anybody calling? Why isn't anybody just texting me back? Why isn't anybody just, you know? And, and certain things start coming into your mind, and you start uh, getting introspective and almost internalizing, you know, certain things in your life, and it does get heavy. And uh, you know, and, and 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 now that you know, a lot of more people are making the whole, uh, the you know, uh, mental health situation a vibrant uh reality which it should have been many years ago uh this it was a long time coming you know and this is why also too i like doing the things that i do on spinning wheel because if i could you know help a person through a, a, a an otherwise terrible day with my music or with my banter or me clowning in front of a camera you know, it makes me feel better, too, you know, and, uh, you know, when you put yourselves out there like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought, you know, when I when I do the whole trying to rein in the madness over at the, the spinning wheel and everything, it's done, you know, behind the scenes and in a diplomatic order, you know, because this is how I've tried to always do things. I like to think of myself as a fair man, you know. I like to think of myself as well. I like to get all the sides. Okay, I heard your story. Let me hear this person's story. Let me become the judge of my own, you know, sensibilities and let me sort it out. Then I'll give you my, I'll give you my, you know, my answer on that. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, is that what every time, every time I see you post, it seems like you're the only voice of reason. So like somebody will say something and then there'll be something in the group chat I and can... then 
Then the pitchforks can... and the torches come out. Right, exactly. So this, you know, so it, it's come to it's come to that where you know I've spoken with the um, I've spoken with the other administrators, okay, because I talked to you know Paul Kirby, I talked to Diane and Leah Temple, which of course that's uh, Diane Temple is uh, Jimmy's Jimmy's wife, and of course Leah is Jimmy's daughter. That's why you know when you ever heard me refer to the Temple House, that's who I'm talking about. And Paul Kirby is a new hire, you know. That's where synagogue is, Temple House. There you go. That's where synagogue is. See, I even keep a Jewish sensibility just for you, Chuck. Don't spend (laughs) records on a Saturday. That's where I go. I go. It's all Baruch I want to go to one of your services one of these days, Jeff. I really do. Spinning Matzo. Yeah, me and you both. No way! I'm not going. I don't like, go. I really go. I go like yes, pretty <laughs> I want to I, see how that. I want to see how the grooves on that one work. Very <laughs> <be> interesting. <laughs> Although I do have a lot of, I do have a lot of Jewish records in my collection, so I do, I do, I do, I do enjoy Kletzman records and such. You know. Oh God. Yeah, There's only so much Klezmer music you can take after a while. <laughs> well, There's only really so much. It's like, it's like, oh, God, please stop. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, though, because of my fascination with music in of itself, wherever it comes mm-hmm. and everything, uh, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, I mean, I got into the Klezmer music thing uh, through Ziggy Elman, which, of course, he was part of the uh, of the of, of the of the uh, the Frank Elements, right? Or the Fran Elmans or the <laughs> Well, Ziggy Elman, he was with a number of great bands, you know, uh, big bands back in the day. I just and... always love when you do this stuff because it's like, uh, you know, the Furmans. You mean like the Ebb Furmans, the Sausage King of Chicago Furmans? Mm. Is that what it is? I'm Abe, that's me. I'm Abe Furman. Yeah. 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 So, see, there's a thing. So it's 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 uh, it was of interest to me because all of a sudden he goes into this this Klesmer style type uh, 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 clarinet solo in the middle of this song arrangement. And I'm just like, wow, that's so fascinating. And then I go ahead and I, I, I check into Benny Goodman and he's got a few pieces of that in there too. You know, the Fred Leck and, you know, those type of, those type of musical interludes within the framework of the big band music. And I'm just like, wow, this fascinating. And then it wasn't up until I, 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 uh, I had gotten to work over at uh, Logan Hardware, where I actually had a cat come in, and he had laid down a bunch of Kletzmer records, and uh, and I just one day just drew it on the turntable, and I'm just like, this is really fucking cool music. I like this, you know. And I says, just says the person who didn't get dragged when he was five to every <laughs> Kletzmer concert on the planet Earth. <laughs> This is the difference. Okay, I discovered on my own. Far more interesting. I get dragged by every parent, grandparent, whatever it is. Not the same reaction. I get what you're saying. I, I Ivan, was there, was there a place you got dragged to that uh, as, as a kid you had zero interest in? Oh my gosh, all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I was trying to think of one off the top of my head where I was. Okay, all right. I'll be. I'll be honest with you. Okay, you know, and 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 when it was okay, you know, my father, you know, may he rest in peace. Wonderful man. Okay, and okay, every Christmas, okay. We always would do the paranda, which basically we went from, you know, we start from our house, we go to another relative's house, and then we take those relatives with us and go to another relative's house until we have a you know, house full of crazy, overfed, drunken Puerto Rican people. And my dad's playing all of the old, you know, songs from back in the old days. Okay, yeah. When you're a kid, you know, when you're five, six, seven, eight years old, oh, this is great. Does it translate when you're uh, 13, 14, 15 and the holidays are just like, oh, we know what's going to happen now. Dad's going to go do his groovy thing and he's going to sing the same songs, gather the same people. Dad, you're embarrassing me. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's just like, you know, so by the time I was a teenager, I was just like, uh, it came to the point where I look at my mom and I just like, mom, do I have, do I have to go to the party? Really? I mean, I don't want to watch, you know, uncle was saying, you'll try to poison, you know, us again with that hundred proof alcohol. I, do oh, I want to watch, you know, do I want to watch, do I want to watch, you know, my, 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 my other cousins and stuff trying to do silly things, you know, at these get togethers and stuff. And I mean, do let I me have- ask you a question. Would that have yes. changed if you had a if you had had a smartphone that you could video it? <laughs> that would have been kind of cool had I had something like that. But you See, know, that, that's the old. Sometimes when these things happen, that's all I keep thinking about is like the problem was I didn't have a smartphone. If I had a smartphone, I could just taken. I did just videoed shit like that and been like, exactly. and then I- I'm posting it. And, on and everyone's be like, delete that. Yeah, <laughs> too late. It's out of your head. What what the, what the hell was that? Nobody was supposed to see that happen. Uh, well, you should have done it if you don't want people to see it. <laughs> but, you know, but back then, you know, we all we had were the good old 8mm silent cameras, which <laughs> now... Looking at the old silent movies and everything, and I and and my and my family would would revel in laughter because I would take and put this Ricky Ticky piano music like like the old silent movies of the nineteen oh, twenties, and sometimes I, I would purposely speed up or slow the films down just to make for comic effect. <laughs> and it was. I wonder did where you got where, – where, where, gee, that sounds familiar. Where did you do that other places? <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, so there's the point who, of it. You know, whose, I mean, show, but, whose show did you used to do that to that that guy would call? Oh, oh you're talking about Italian, Italian Rotten Theater? I mean, Is Italian that what it was? Yeah, that Italian, what it was? Yeah, because that was yeah, on a reel, was, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. a reel that was barely held together with, with, with old yellowing tape and oxidation coming off every time you ran it. I mean, and you'd I, like you'd like slow it down, and you start calling. You'd be like, you turn it back, and you'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. And then you'd like pull uh, every, the tape and, wow, away. I think, and I think I think you hear I think you're hearing things, <laughs> Mister Mister Nuccio. <laughs> I, uh, I, and they always and they always gave us the same thing every year for Christmas, and that that panettone, which was just kind of the equivalent of fruitcake, you yeah, know, it was Italian fruitcake, pretty much. Yeah, basically, it made a better door holder yeah, than it was. some. Some of it wasn't bad. Uh, With ice cream, I, I, it was good. 
was all right. Yeah. I, I, so an I Italian fruitcake from an Italian fruitcake. You know, yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I tried warming it up to soften it, but it, it didn't work. Really yeah, that helped a little bit, putting it in the microwave, yeah. Did you whack yeah. it? That might have helped. <laughs> all I know, all I know is, if you didn't eat it at a certain time, if you threw it at a piece of glass, you probably would went through it. <laughs> if, you told, if you had told that to Mike, he probably would have thrown it at Chip and watched him get knocked out cold. <laughs> watch no. it Chip. Big Chip and I never it. worked in the same time. No, no, that, uh, yeah, Mike For and Chip never same capacity. Whereas, whereas I saw Chip more than Mike saw. I was Chip. just a Sunday guy, uh, so. Yeah. yeah, you know, me, you know, I was, you know, I was there, I was there a lot in those days and just, yeah. you know, the, and, and, and like it says, WKRP, yeah, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so what else you been up to, Ivan? You watch anything? Uh, well, let's see. What if I, what did I watch this weekend? Trying to think. Oh, yes, um, what's going on on MeTV? Well, well, okay. Well, MeTV Plus has gotten interesting, which I, oh. you know, Wait, they got yeah. a plus. Yeah, they do. Uh-huh. Yeah, so now you got MeTV and you got MeTV Plus, which of course they fill in with some of the other old '60s programming that you probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise on MeTV. And of course, my 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 usual my usual cuss out spree with uh, with uh, tune in with me. Which you know, I'm hoping someday somebody's going to butcher that up and just play the cartoons and get that idiot off of there and just you know play the cartoons. We just don't mute need the, the volume, get a sandwich, but just ignore it. Well, which I which I do, which I do. But you know, the one thing that uh, MeTV Plus has brought back the Three Stooges and the Little Rascals and Laurel and Hardy, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. here we here we go. Here's some they that brought girl. back the Little Rascals. Yes, they did. Well, the BTV classic Kill. cartoons. I mean, are the classic yeah, no, shorts? No. The classic shorts. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they brought back the little rascals. Uh, they brought back. I was surprised, uh, I was surprised somebody ended up upset about the whole buckwheat thing, but okay. Oh well, yeah, the buckwheat and the stymie and uh, and uh, all the rest of that. But you know, again, you know, I mean, this is the me. This is the me TV audience. This is the well, we're not instantaneously hurt by every little fucking thing type of sensibility. Uh, and, yeah, because lots of kids back in the seven in the seventies looked like mm, that. Stooges did some shady stuff too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, especially during the war, you know. Oh, oh you kidding? Everybody in the yeah. war effort did. Sh- I mean, I mean, from the animation, from Disney, from Warner uh, Brothers, Warner yeah, Brothers. Mm-hmm. Columbia. Yeah, they all did it. They all did it. They all did. Uh, you know, you're a sap jab type of shit. You know, yeah. and uh, and uh, you know when the Führer says we is the master yeah, race. Just big Already in the first phase. Yeah, and all that shit, you know. So you're just like, yeah, and and yeah, and, and so with that, yeah, there and there were 15 shorts in the, um, in the uh, the the Three Stooges that they didn't show. I remember the Music Box Theater years ago used to have a festival of those shorts that you couldn't see on TV for. For the for the, uh, the 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 three stooges, they would show all fifteen back to back, you know, and some of it was, I mean, super super racy, yeah. super mm-hmm. super bad, yeah, you not know, appropriate, and, yeah, that totally. So, so right, you, it's so, like 
Why it's like like curly fucking mo or something like that? No, what? not that. I mean, it's like no, just... no, no. Oh, it, it kind of go. Okay, they used to they used to run that with the great dictator. Wait, they used to run the one where curly fucks mo. No, 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 no. They used to run. They used to run those. And where's those... Larry at that point? Well, Larry, well, Larry Moe and Curly basically made the consensus of those 15 shorts. Shemp, I was just gonna the Shemp with Deagle shorts. He's like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. Uh, and uh, then they, like I said, they would run it with Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator, which a lot of people, when you watch The Great Dictator, you know, motion picture, which was one of Charlie Chaplin's crowning achievements, especially in the speech that he made to his constituents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh also too, uh they would uh they would go ahead and run the, the Forbidden Eleven cartoons, which, you know, a lot of them dealt with Uncle Tom and, you know, uh Cole Black and the Seven Dwarves and all this type of stuff, you know. And so basically it was uh, a, a a festival for the open night. Mm-hmm. So, so did you watch anything this week? My wife didn't yeah. Uh, let's see. I uh, I'm trying to think. My Why all do I want to think about is like curly from behind, grab it with grabbing Larry's hair and just basically never mind. Keep going. You were talking about what you watched. This week. God, oh. that's what we need. We need the gay free. We need gay three Stooges porn. There you go. That's, I'm sure it's that's... out there. The gay Stooges. <laughs> that, that would be. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, so as you watch. I, I, I don't think I have any movies that really kind of stand out. I mean, I might have watched, but... Oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. When I did watch, okay, you guys are going to say, what? Okay, back to this television run by MGM. Here we go. They played Valley Girl. You guys remember Oh, Valley? God. Okay. That's really early Nick Cage, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I couldn't help but keep laughing at the way Nick Cage looked with that crazy hair. Who's the, the girl who plays the Valley Girl? I can't remember. I, I You know, for the life of me, I don't. Martha Coolidge? Is yeah, that, that, that is. And Deborah. I, it's from 80, I'm, I have it on my Wikipedia. It's uh, 1983. Okay. Michelle May, uh, Elizabeth Daly, Cameron Dye, Michael Bowen, but yeah, it's Nicolas Cage, I think, is the. Uh... Oh my gosh, Nicolas Cage! I mean, he came on. He came on the screen, and I started laughing. I'm thinking, oh my god, this was before he got his teeth fixed. This was before he got his uh, his his look, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, really? I think it's before he even did Peggy Sue. Right. Yeah, before Peggy Sue got hey. married. Yeah. Wait, the guy from Les Nesman's in this movie? Les Nesman? The guy who plays Les Nesman. Well, if he was there. Movie. Well, if he was there, I didn't see him. He well, plays I, the driver's ed teacher. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the when the one girl kept looking behind her, talking to the friends while getting the uh the, the license and she ends up failing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Because she kept turning around and talking to her friends behind her in the car, and just uh, that whole thing, um, and, and the fact that they got the whole punk thing all wrong—that was just like 
terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so, so, so badly done. Well, I mean, based I, loosely on Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Is yeah. it really? Get out of here. Well, okay. Well, no. I don't, I, Very I, loosely, I would think. No, it, made, kind of, it made $17 million on a budget of 350000 Well, that was the right time frame for it. That was when that big song was out there and everybody was talking about the Valley Girl stuff. I mean, that was like the apex of the whole Valley Girl thing. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Gag me, oh, tubular. Gag me with a spoon. As yeah. if. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, when 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 all those gag little girls would go, they talk about, you know, talking that type of language. And you're just like, oh, goodness gracious, really? You know, so it just comes down I mean, to I that. Remember, I mean, I remember junior high, we, we would talk there are we people would be talking like that. We live that freaking, you know, this is freaking Evanston. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it traveled, but oh, yeah. it did. No, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was out there. It was out there in 83. And then of course, once it segued into 84 and Madonna became the thing. And then you had the, the millions and millions of girls who became Madonna. <laughs> yeah, so, wow. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So yeah, watching that and watching Nicolas Cage in that movie, and I was kept laughing, and Julie just kept looking at me like, "What's so funny?" And I says, "I can't imagine a guy who was in National Treasure, uh, you know, Peggy Sue got married, and all these other movies." And I'm looking at this movie here, and I'm thinking, "Geez, <laughs> not something I would want to have on my resume." <laughs> You know. Wow. I mean, that was like really early back in the day. I mean, there's some other movies that Nicolas Cage has done in the period of when his career has not been so good recently. That would might be worse than Valley Girl. Well, yeah, that, that that's true. You know, I mean, I like, do... there's some current movies right now that Nick Cage is making that don't even go to the movie theater. They go straight to video or they go to whatever they go to straight to like, you know, something where you're a DVD. Yeah, straight Nicolas to DVD. Cage is making more movies. Yeah. Wow, I mean, you know, last thing I saw that was viable was National Treasure, which, you know, he was pretty good in that, you know. But, but yeah, uh, it's kind of like, a, I'm trying to think of, you know. Uh, no, to so, there's been, there's got, hold on a second. Now, okay. now I want to go look at, now I want to go look at Nick Cage's IMDb for. Okay, there you I go. I feel like, I feel like there's. I feel like there's got to have been, I mean, I know that he's had some really, I mean, the, the worst is at one point they were literally talking about him playing Superman at one point, which I don't yeah, he, know. What there were, were some, thinking. there were some screen tests. I remember yeah. they're out there. Oh, yeah. the, the pictures are out there. Yeah. He yeah. was supposed to play Superman. And it's well, not good. Didn't they consider him for a Batman role too? Uh, not that, that I know of. No, I don't think, well, hold on a second, where the heck is the, just give me the IMDB, where's the freaking filmography, oh, there it is, <laughs> their actor, uh, yeah, he's still making movies, let's see, okay, yeah, let's see, let's see, well, what he this... was, well, let's see, in fairness, he was in, he did a voiceover in The Croods recently, yeah, he's, he's the dad so... in The Croods. Yeah, so I mean that's technically. Oh, that's right. He's in Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, he was uh, Spider Noir. Right. So he's he's done a couple of things where it's been not so bad, but yeah, he's otherwise like his like 
there's still quite a bit here. I'm trying to see if there's anything that stands out. That immediately, well, he was in the was he in a Snowden movie? Wow. Um. Yeah, it starts to get it starts to get ugly here for a bit. <laughs> um, like, okay, well, here's a here's the Ghost Rider sequel in 2011. Okay. I mean, there's yeah. some stuff here where I'm like looking at it, going, "Okay, this is really stuff that I don't even I've never even heard of." Yeah. Some of these movies. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of where where the heyday of Nick Cage ends. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he did that Sorcerer's Surprise. He was it was he was he was in Kick Ass. Okay, I guess he was in Kick Ass. See, it's weird because like he has points where it's like mm-hmm. where it's like oh okay he did a couple of bigger he did a couple of decent mainstream movies and then it goes back to horrible shit. Yeah, um, I guess yeah, it, it goes back to I gotta pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here like national the the, the the national national treasure sequel is two thousand seven. So, yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, the sad part is, is that if I go any further, like, back into the earlier 2000s, it doesn't get, some of this stuff doesn't get much better. I mean, okay, Ghost Rider is here. I saw the first one. I never saw the second one. After the first one, I wasn't going to see the second one. No. When there's the one scene at the end where Ghost Rider is, like, like, sitting there going, waving his finger going, uh, 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 I was like, (laughs) Uh, 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 I'm done. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not watching these anymore. This is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. Boy, Nicolas Cage doesn't have a lot of... I mean, there's nothing like I'm like, ooh, okay. I mean, the first thing that I'm looking at where I'm like, oh, okay, is Gone in 60 Seconds, and that's 2000. Wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, it was face 20- off with John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, but that's like '97. I mean, oh, wow. that, so that's his heyday. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of his heyday. His heyday is like there's this period here, like right after he wins best uh, best actor in *Leaving Las Vegas*. Which, by the way, if you've never seen that, you should just for Elizabeth Shue being naked. Hello. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I, I, I seen *Leaving Las Vegas*, and uh, it's he was pressing. Well, no, I saw again. It's the uh, if you go to regular antenna TV and check out this 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 channel, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all the MGM movies that you probably would have never thought of seeing had you just not thought of seeing them. Oh, I saw the Sunshine Boys with uh, with uh, uh, with uh, with George Burns and um, and uh, which was actually. Kind of good, kind of good. That uh, that sunshine for, boy. For all those youngsters who might be listening, uh, let me see. George, and, uh, George, they were George doing... Burns was uh, George Burns was a comic that was was once in the day, once upon a time, a great comic back in the day. Well, yeah, well, you know, I mean, they were doing a Walter Matthau iconathon on oh, this TV, based okay. on the Neil Simon play, yeah. So they, yeah, so they they did the Sunshine Boy, which it's the Sunshine Boys, which was 1975. Then they went back to 1967, and a movie that you know I saw one other time when I was when I was a young man called The Guide for the Married Man, which was actually very funny, 
and it was very uh very 60s okay let's face it i mean they just kind of you know you got water math out and he's got this best friend who's a lawyer and the, and his friend would keep talking to, to trying to talk water math out into cheating on his wife because you know he would then say well if i do this what do you think will happen then his friend goes well I had a I had a client that did this, and then they would flash back to what happened to that client, and it was filled with all these stars. I mean, Lucille Ball was in there, Jack Benny was in it. Mm. Uh, there was just a lot of people, and this guy would tell these stories about what happened when cheating had gone wrong. It was just hysterical stuff, and you know, Walter Matthau gets almost almost gets to home base until he finally has a. A, a realization of conscience and then you know uh it just leads to all this really uh slapstick kind of nutty you know uh interplay with uh uh between him and his friend it's just it was just it was a funny movie it was a very funny movie so valley girl and the sunshine boys that's a that's a crossover, crossover we need yeah mm-hmm. valley girl and the sunshine boys and why is, it, why is yeah. this valley thing <laughs> <laughs> It just made me, you know, the Valley Girl thing just made me laugh because it made me think about, you know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was, of course, a much better movie. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> how would you even equate the two? Come on. No, I'm not, I'm not equating. I'm saying that, you know. How did it was you that, make that leap? I'm like, Valley Girl, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I, would, I don't think I could get that leap. Okay. Well, well, the reason why I'm saying is that in back in that time and place, you know, when they were doing these kind of movies, which they did seem to make a lot of these kind of movies. I mean, I don't think that uh, that uh, that 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 you know, the guy who was doing Sixteen Candles and Pretty in Pink and all the rest of those types of movies and everything, and then you had all these other studios trying to come up. You mean you mean John Hughes? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. John Hughes. Uh, we make it up those kind of movies, you know, and it seemed like every other studio was trying to catch up with John Hughes, which uh, with with mediocre to poor results, you know. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that was cause, that's because John Hughes was a national treasure, but you know. Well, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, let's see what else. I think that's. Pr- pretty much it outside of just what i'm doing the live gigs you know home television uh i'm going to see sing tonight because i mean i saw the rushes for sing too and i really liked what i saw you know it was was a good film is there a preview out for sing too i didn't yes there is they made us yeah i've seen trailers for it it's out there i don't know when it's gonna have they really okay yes the first and the thing about the trailer is the first four five seconds, you're like, oh my god, it's the thing of nightmares. I don't know what the infatuations with the guys at Illumination, with the with the band systems of a down, and it's like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's scheduled for release uh, on July second. Right? Oh, is it really? Is it yeah. that soon? Mm-hmm. Wow! I thought they were Christmas time release. It was originally scheduled to be December of last year, but they pushed it forward, obviously. Ah, oh, interesting. Wow, I've not seen a lot um, of press. I've not no. seen a lot of no. So yeah, so tonight I'm going to see. Wait, you said July second? That's Friday. It's wow. being released Friday. Yep. I thought it was good. I thought they, okay, because according to the releases I saw, they say this Christmas. I think maybe that might have been last Christmas when oh, those. Hold on a second. Oh. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It was. 
Yeah, there's been scheduled to Yeah, it's scheduled to be theatrical release in the United States on December 22nd. Yeah, it is this Christmas. Okay. Originally it was going to be July. Originally it was going to be this year, but now they pushed it to Christmas. I was going to say I would. I was. Yeah. I would imagine they would do a little bit more promotion for that because the first one's been. You've never. You've never seen the first one. No, I've never seen the first one. Oh, that's. I'm in for a treat. Yeah, it's good. I'm in for. Okay, good. That's a good good movie. Okay, good. I want. By the way, by the way, this is the movie. How what's his name gets the Elton John movie. Ah, Taron Egerton. Yeah, Taron Egerton. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. uh, he does. Go ahead. Yeah. See, he was uh, he he actually this uh this is yeah it's how he got the role for uh for Rocket Man. Right, because he does. <laughs> I'm he does. I'm still standing in the movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, there, there's the there's the puzzle pieces coming together. Okay, cool. Oh no, no, he does a really good rendition of i'm still standing and it'll oh, be yeah. later in the movie but you'll catch it and it's no there's no question that like someone had to see that movie and go oh that's yeah we're job. getting him that's who we're getting to play elton john especially because he's british right right so it's just like because when i first when i first saw you know the the uh the uh the, the previews of the first thing i wasn't that interested Okay, because it was just like, oh, great, here comes another. You know, oh, no. It was like, no, no, lost in a, I, I just thought, oh, it's lost in another batch of CGI, which in in a world of, you know, is it a, you know, is it better than all the other CGI that, you know, just tries to be good? Oh, no. So it's, it's, like, the music's great and it's funny. Yeah, there's the an article. Is- it's on People Magazine's website that uh, the trailer, they dropped another trailer. I think YouTube's okay. Bono is going to be on it in it too. Is he really? Yeah. McConaughey was great in the first one. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, so I'm gonna yeah, so I'm gonna see that tonight. Now uh, tonight, and of course. Yeah, I'm seeing it. You know, right after you know I'm done recording with you guys. Oh, okay, you got it. Yeah, so you know, your your see. favorite per- your favorite person's in there. Who's that? Reese Witherspoon. Ooh. You know, June Carter. Yeah, yeah, she she did fine as June <laughs> Carter for the music. Right. Well, well she's no, good in this one to too. Say, I have to yeah. say, I have to say, I have to say, in fair response, yeah, Reese Witherspoon did a great June Carter cast. Yeah, I just okay. lost all respect for her when she did that uh, thing with the cop when she says she kind of pulled the "Do you know who I am?" when uh, her her boyfriend or husband or whatever was drunk was driving drunk. Mm. Right. Yeah, to intimidate that. the cop with her celebrity status. Yeah, uh, you know who else is in that movie and actually does a singing role too, which I was not where she could sing that well is uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, uh, well there you go, there you go. So you know, fair, fair to say that yeah, I'm going to be in for a wonderful uh, experience tonight. I'm looking forward to it more and more. No, it's a, it's a, it's a star-studded cast, dude. Okay, all right. Well, it sounds like pretty. That sounds like it's pretty solid uh, because you know, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I, I like. When you get a bunch of great voices together that come together as great voices, because you know you got CGI production that you know suffers from you know star star shock when you got too many uh, star-studded voices together in one particular project. No, and, they all you know, got yeah, they all got uh, serious talent. I mean, and, uh, and Seth MacFarlane, he has a voice in it. He's yeah, yeah. Rat Packer, he's obviously he's got he's got a good voice. We know that. So 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what? It's got a great story. I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me where it's like with the way that that story plays out. It's like, boy, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not crying. You're crying. So. Okay, so so it's got not only does it got meat on its bones, it's got it's got it's got the uh, it's got the feels too. Okay, great. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, no. Especially you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because what I saw what I saw in the previews, you know, or what I call the rushes, when I saw the 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 the, the rushes of it, you know, for for number two, and of course, you know, they zeroed in on a character in the in the in the movie called Calloway. And of course, he looks like this lion who had some big fame, and I guess he something happened to his partner, you know, someone he was in love with, and then it was like he wasn't seen for 15 years. Uh, you know, I'm kind of interested in that part of the story. You know, well, that's and, interesting because he's not in the he's not in this movie. Yeah, it's a new character for the sequel, I guess. That's a new character then, because that, oh, that okay. character's not in the original. Okay, so so okay, so 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 basically, number two is going to actually advance into a whole new arena. I don't know. I I don't know. We didn't see the trailer. Yeah. We'd have to stop recording and well, go well, watch well, the yeah, well, Okay, you want to take a pause to see the trailer? Nah, that's okay. We can wait. Mike and I can. Mike and I can wait. We can. We, I think. Or, yeah. or do you really want to see the trailer, Mike? Yeah, I'll tell you what. You wanna, well, um, edit point. That's, uh, yeah, edit it's on, trailer. go to, go to people magazine or well, people.com. The problem is I got to figure out how I'm going to listen to it while okay, I have never. you on. Okay. Then all right. Disregard. We'll go just, ahead. uh, we will, we'll, we'll post a link, uh, after we done, re- after we're done recording, I'll post on the yeah. squares page. Okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really a good, it's really, like I says, the first, like says, the first five seconds is, uh, unless you get the one that's edited, because a lot of people uh, were, were saying the first five, the first five seconds will creep you out if you aren't, you know, to that privy to that particular type of sensibility. But if you get the unedited uh, preview, yeah, the first five seconds, you're going to look, you'd be like, oh, my God. Wow. So anyway, all right. So there's there's my there's my uh, there's my end of the story. Uh, Mike, I want to know what you did on your trip. I uh, went to Louisville and Cincinnati for a little show. Louisville little or Louisville? Louisville. Oh, Louisville. Wow. I don't say Louis. I don't know if it. I don't know. I should ask the the locals. I should, uh, do I do I say Louisville or or is no, it Louisville? It's the other one. It's, it's the other one. Yeah, it's not Louisville. Unless unless, unless you want to piss them off, then you say Louisville. 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 I know that doesn't sound right. Welcome to Louisville. So I went to a toy show and hung out with some friends, had a good time. Uh, two things. Yeah, gas was like 280 down there. Like, woohoo. Yeah. And um, once it got south of Indianapolis, the cicadas were bad. Like, wow. It's like, once it got south of Indianapolis, I, I'm driving and I heard this noise. Like, what, what, what's, what's my coming from my truck? What's wrong with my truck? But then the noise goes away and then it goes back. Well, after a while, and I'm like, well, then I notice it's only when I'm driving through wooded areas and not on open road. So I'm like, yeah, 70 miles an hour with the windows up, I can hear the little bastards screaming in the trees. Oh, and my gosh. Crazy. They're pretty bad down there. <laughs> oh, my God. So, and when I get down there, even uh, uh, the people said, yeah, don't drive on, on the highway with the windows down because they've been causing accidents. 
Because, yes. like, you're driving with the window down, the thing will dry, fly in, into your car and smack you in the face, and it's been <laughs> causing wrecks. It's been causing crashes. Those are fat, juicy little. Those are fat, juicy bastards. Yeah, those. And when they're coming death. at you fast, they'll, they'll, they'll. Death by cicada. Death by yeah. You don't want death by cicada. <laughs> death by cicada. Now there's a there's a torture. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time though. Um, I don't want to you know get too much in detail, but we had a good time. And Can we'll, you we're, buy we're, anything cool? Yeah, I got a couple of robots here and there. I got the. Uh, 3D printed. Now, of course, this is not an official convention, so it's not going to be like like official Hasbro product. But there's one that somebody 3D printed of the alien from the Beast Wars series, and uh, that was pretty cool. And it's glow in the dark too. Well, that's cool. You know, it's better than nothing. Better to kick in the pants. But like I said, it's just all about. It's not about finding this stuff. It's all hanging out with friends. You know, I haven't seen in years. You know, so I had, we had a really good time. And it was nice to get away, get away from my vic. Did get you away actually from work. like get to see? Well, you know, you were probably at the convention. You didn't actually like hang out down there and check things out at all. Did you? Uh, no? We hit a couple of vintage stores, which were cool, like three mm. different vintage toy stores. Because oh yeah, in season three of the toy stores, uh, a toy store near you is on Amazon Prime. If you can catch that, if okay. you have Amazon Prime. Uh, I do. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's uh, just tells the story of these little mom pop stores that sell resell. You know. Vintage toys uh, from the seventies and eighties and whatnot, uh, but yeah, I had a had, had a couple of the vintage uh, stores in Cincinnati before we were headed down to Louisville and uh, had a great time. Got a vintage uh, old like you know in then when Transformers was at heyday when it first came out at eighty forty five, they did something called mm-hmm. label slapping, which was putting. But putting Transformers product on everything to sell to any ancillary merchandise, not just the action figures. And I have right. one. I have this little AM radio. Uh, it's just like it's like it's the Autobot symbol, but the 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 front opens up to reveal like an Optimus Prime face, and uh-huh. it's complete with its battery cover and the polyvinyl strap. And I we put the battery in and flipped the switch, and it worked. And it was because it was only AM, so we're like we're hanging out in the hotel room, and I put it up in the windowsill, and I find a music station, and it was put on pretty good sound. So I'll show <laughs> it to you. I'll show it to you guys when I. Uh, oh man! When you got him down, it's 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 fun, and for thirty six, thirty seven years old, it puts out really good sound for its age. So uh, for uh, AM, well, signals. it is Optimus Prime. That's right. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah, it was great. I, I said I had a good time down there. And uh, it's nice to get away from work. work I wish I had known you were going to Louisville because I would have told you definitely. I mean, I know you weren't going down there for, for just a lot of stuff. But the one thing I would say is the Louisville Slugger Bat Company is an amazing tour. And they usually give out free like they give usually give out free product. Yeah. Event. When the last BotCon was there in 2016, they had a tour of one of the uh, bourbon uh, breweries. Mm hmm. Nice. And they have, I think they have a couple of, um, hold on, there's not, I'm thinking it was in Memphis, but I think they still, maybe like one or two um, um, music museums or something like that. There's still a lot of history Mm. in there in in downtown. But downtown Louisville, yes, has the, there's no shortage of, you know, shirtless homeless people pushing shopping carts. But, (laughs) so we stayed, we mostly stayed in our building. We were going to get dinner at this one smokehouse. Because it's right next door. The hotel we were at was right next door to the KFC Yum Center. Yes, it's called oh. the KFC Yum yep. Center. 
No, uh, I've passed it. I've driven past that. Yeah, place, it's yeah. right there on the Ohio River. Right Ooh. there, are those at the Galt Place Hotel. It's a really nice hotel, and they they remodeled since I was there in 2016. It's uh, mm. the the interior looked uh, the colors looked different. Uh, and they had a nice uh, nice Skyway bar, and yeah, it's good. Um, Fresh had had uh, yeah had a nice time down there in Louisville. And Did, were there like, any Autobot girls, or were there just the guys? No, it's mostly dudes, and I say about ninety ninety five percent of us were unmasked. Uh, so, and here's one thing: when I got to my because I stayed in Cincinnati Wednesday night, and then Thursday we hit the shops, and Thursday afternoon we went down, and we spent Thursday and mm. Friday night in Louisville. But Wednesday night I got into Cincinnati, which is, well, pretty much right across the river in Cincinnati, uh, in Kentucky. And yeah. I, I, get to, I get to my hotel, I grab my duffel bag, and I walk up to the door, and the door says, you have to wear a mask. So, okay, so I go back to my truck, and I get a mask out of my glove box. And I put it on, and I walk through the door. No one's wearing a mask. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go, okay. So I, so I got checked in, and I go, I go head up to my room, and somebody gets in the elevator with me. He's not wearing a mask. So I take the mask off, and he's like, oh, I guess I don't need this. And in typical Kentucky fashion, he's like, fuck that shit. We're done with that. I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> nice. But, but anyway, yeah, I had a real good time, and now it's been, what, uh Seven day, nine days. So I'm almost to the 14. So I'm pretty sure I haven't, you know, I didn't get the con crud or, or the Rona mm. or anything else. So uh, everything, <sighs> all is well. But I had a good time and uh, we watched, let's see, we, we watched, um, we watched Ted and <laughs> yeah, Friday night we all got drunk. We watched Ted and we played card. <laughs> First time I played Cards Against Humanity. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. Some of these were like, like you know, carnal acts. <laughs> it's like unreal. Yeah. It's like, do I really want to play this card? I guess I am going to hell. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. <laughs> Almost one. They're too. local too, by the way. Yeah, there are different. Local. Yeah, they're, they're different. In... We just had the base expansion, the base set. No, no, no I mean. They, the company is local to Chicago. That's oh, okay. where the home base is. Oh, all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was super fun. Had a great time. Um, let's see. Watched, uh, got caught up on the Bad Batch. And, again, more characters from the Clone Wars. Like, all right. So I don't I don't know this dude. Apparently, according to Facebook, he was in the Clone Wars. But, oh, well. Um, and uh, Bad Batch isn't bad. Some people say it's boring, but it's really fleshing out uh, stuff that's go- went on in the prequels, especially with the clones, you know, with uh, the young girl that the Bad Batch is hanging out with, Omega. Uh, so a little bit of history about her. Uh, but Bad Batch isn't bad. Um, we'll get into see- episode three of Loki. And... Well, it's not really the good batch. It's not really a bad batch. It's just a batch. No, the Bad Batch, well, the, they're... The bad bad is thing. relative. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's to the eye of the beholder how bad it is. That's right. Are they bad? Are they good? Are they just in it for themselves? What kind yeah. of batch is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's the bad. Is what is this? Some sort of bad batch? Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. Title screen. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Plus, we're bad. You know. Because <laughs> we're bad. We're bad. Uh, what else? Haven't watched much. I watched episode three of Loki, and um, I'm, I know you're not digging it, but I'm 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 enthused. I'm, I'm, I'm enthralled. Bored. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. 
I mean, episode three I, was kind of like as long as we're going to talk about it right now, felt like an episode. I'm, well, felt like that felt like an episode of Doctor Who to me. This last third episode. Well, mm-hmm. there's a re- and I've never watched Doctor Who, which explains why I never did. <laughs> well, it's just it's really out there, and they just like they they travel to a destination, and spoilers, they don't get to it, and so we're left at a cliffhanger at the end of episode three. Right. I just but we learn a bit like... more about the TVA, and you know that. Yeah. The, but but have we confirmed that this Sylvie is uh uh is is she the enchantress or is she just a female Loki? Nobody knows. We're, I don't think we're going to know for a little bit, and we may not know for a little while. They, might, they just may keep the mystique on just so it gives, the, gives you the chance to say, oh, well, there's the intrigue of it, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, the thing to me is, look, you're three episodes in now. It's like, all right, where, where are you going with this? I mean, it, it's really clear at this point that to me it's like, okay, Clearly, and, and apparently somebody told me that he's been off filming in, in the new Thor movie, so I guess I missed that part, which is, okay, obviously Loki's not going to die here. It's That's almost becoming really, really Yeah, obvious. we know. They, we, we, well, I kind of figured out that once once they greenlit, once we knew we were getting a Loki series, that we knew that Loki's, Loki's story isn't finished with, uh, you know, getting you know getting his neck snapped by Thanos. This well, is how I mean, I Loki thought, will continue. I thought that maybe you know this would be how they ended that storyline, but it sounds like not only are they not ending the storyline, it's how they're going to plan on basically keeping Loki around in the MCU. Period. Right. right. And and well, and do, so it's do, like, do you, do you just think that Loki is a springboard for what's going to happen in the next movie? No. Well, I mean, it's a continuation, maybe. But Lord, Thor has his own story, but Loki may play right. a small part in it. Right. We'll see. We don't right. Know. right. It sounds like basically they're going to be able to have Loki back in the Thor series, which is the answer to the question. Yeah. I, I just I, I guess that's part of it, which is there's a part of me where I'm just like, OK, so really, in reality, at this point, it's like, all right. So really, in reality, this series does what and why and what are we supposed to be getting out of this? I, I guess that's the problem I'm having with it at the moment is if we know that Loki's going to survive on some level because we think he's going to be in the and we, we almost we pretty much know he's going to be in in the fourth Thor movie. Yeah, well, we don't know whether that's going to be a flashback or not, though. Yeah, right. I mean, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, I doubt it. I mean, at this point, I doubt it. I'm not uh, Mike. I'm not positive. He's not the villain in the end. I think that's the mystique of it, though. Well, no. The point being is, is that you know he's the he's the protagonist at the moment, but I'm not positive that he's not the antagonist in the entire thing. Well, he's kind of ever mean. since ever since um, Thor two, he's always kind of skirted the bounds between villain and hero. I mean, he's well, not, he's kind of he's, trying, he's like neutral good and evil. Yeah, he's, he's like, done some heroic shit, but most of it is not heroic. It's always, you know, heinous in in, in that design. Yeah, he has done some mean, terrible shit. Right. I I just think, I mean, it just seems like, it seems like he's there to basically, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just have this feeling like he's basically going to end up. He's nice, antagonized. I'm sorry, sorry, Jeff, what was that? 
that I'm he's sorry. basically just going to get the best of the TVA, and in the end, he may even run the TV. Well, I don't know about run, but you you get the idea that yeah. in the end, it might bum rush. TVA. You know that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just I, like I said. I, I if you love character development and you love basically watching people do character development, then these this this series is phenomenal. Because the actors are doing a great job. Yeah. But to me, to me, the problem I keep having is, is where's the story going? Right. I'm not getting enough. Yeah. But Jeff, you've always been a cut to the quick. You know, I don't want the character development. Just where's the story going? What what, what are we doing? No, I want character development. I just want movement. And I don't see them moving forward in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And we've only got with only three episodes left. This one, yeah, right. See, that, yeah, right. That's I think that's part of it too. Is it's like okay, you only have six episodes. Where you know, I'm not asking. It'd be different if you had, you know, ten episodes. Okay, you've got a little bit of time to to develop to do some things. But the other thing is, is I just feel like it's like, okay, are we moving the plot forward? Because I don't think we are. I'm not sure exactly what we're doing here. So um, and, in, and in fairness. To, to your point, Ivan, though, like, for example, with WandaVision, as much as there were, like, times where I was like, what's going on here? I definitely felt like the plot was moving forward. Now, in fairness, by the end, I didn't necessarily like some of the things that they did, but they did move the plot forward. And in fairness, Falcon Winter Soldier, they did a phenomenal job of doing what they needed to do that way. Yeah. Loki seems to be all over the place, and maybe that's part of it being Loki, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it, again, it, I don't see. I feel like this is a rudderless ship a little bit, and well, and, we'll see what episode four brings. But yeah, this one right. just seemed like it was a bit of meandering. Yes, well, yes. Okay. So, and so, we don't want that in a six-part series, right? Exactly. I think that's my biggest annoyance. Is yeah, it's only six episodes, and this episode's this episode felt like. Okay, you're the, giving us you're get, right. well. You're giving us an entire character development episode, and I'm not sure why. Unless, and, and this, by the way, that's why I'm convinced. Obviously, he has to be in the next Thor movie, doing more than what he's doing. Because why would you give him this much time to develop out a character that, in the end, is gonna die? Because it's like, what's the point? Or does he? Well, that's what I mean. I don't think he's going to die. No, they're going to keep Tom around. They're going to keep Logan. They're going to keep yeah. right. They're going to find a way to, to to move it to move him forward into future into future projects. And and again, that's fine. I just it's one of those where it's like, based on what we're getting here, it's like okay, this character's going to be around a lot longer. He's not dead. Dead. I mean, I I mean, I get it. It's Marvel. Although uh, I, you know, I get. I think here's where I get annoyed with this. Loki's not dead, dead, but Scarlet Witch is dead. Not Scarlet Witch. Uh, Black Widow is dead, dead. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That 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 doesn't sit well with me. Where it's like, okay, that character is dead, dead, but Loki seems to be able to come back from the dead, and he can be this variant and then be popping around. Well, maybe maybe because if the writers 
are saying, well, what kind of a shelf life does Loki have against what kind of a shelf life does Black Widow have? Well, I don't think you want to go down that road. Okay. Black Widow's really? been around in the MCU longer than Loki. Right, well... Oh, mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah, since Iron yeah. Man 2. Yes, yeah. All right, technically, yes. Okay. So Chris Evans and RDJ and ScarJo and... Right. Uh, although Chris Hemsworth seems to be okay with, you know, riding that train, but... Yeah. Well, you know, hey, let's be honest. I mean, We I all got to make reaction... rent. <laughs> right. I, I think his reaction is, I enjoy <laughs> playing the character I got... I got. I, I mean, I'll, look. I'm not convinced at some point. I mean, there's some. That's the other thing I find interesting is it's like I think that's the part where I'm a little bit annoyed on it is it's like, okay, there are certain people you're making dead dead, and there are certain people you're not making dead dead, and I'm a little bit like, why? Why, why are we like this? Yeah. Why are some people dead dead, dead, dead and other people are? Why are some characters dead, dead, and why are some characters the can't like afford Robert Downey Jr.? Well, but I'm not talking about Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, second, we're not talking, but we're not talking about Robert Downey Jr. Yes, we are. No, no. He's dead, dead. Right now. Yeah. Right now. Okay, but why? You, why? Can we can't afford Scarlett Johansson? Well, never say never. We've got this thing called the multiverse now. Right. right, well, but she's dead, dead right now in the multiverse. In what? Like, in the in quote theory, unquote sacred timeline, which was right, supposed well, to happen according to TVA, but. Right, well, but that's my point. Is yeah. I'm kind of like looking at this going, well, why does one person seem to get to do that and another does? Well, anyway. I, again, I, it, to me, I mean, I'm surprised there aren't certain people out there going, um, Marvel is sexist because. They brought Loki back from the dead. Well, He's who, a man. Who's to say and, if 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 Black Widow makes half a billion dollars? Who's to say that they won't bring back ScarJo for another sequel before uh, and before Infinity War? I thought she War. said she's done. Well, she said she's done. She wants to be done then. Well, right. I think she's done because the the money. I think the contract's done, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, well, you know, money money makes for strange makes for strange things to happen, and I'm yep. sure if uh, you know if they get the money from Black Widow, I mean, if I were Scarlett Johansson, and if they waved that kind of money in front of me, for me to not want to do it one more time, I don't think that would be a wise. Well, thing. But, but hold on a second. Keep in mind, at this point, if Scarlett Johansson wanted to do another Black, if they wanted to do another Black Widow movie, um, if you know, I hate to say it, that is way down the line at this point. I mean, we're talking it could yeah, be Yeah, we've another... got the MCU planned out through 2023. Right. right. So we're talking about another two to three years yeah. before she could even be doing another movie. I mean, look at how long it... I mean, look at how long it took... It's going to take them to get to a... I mean, look at how long it's taking them to get to a Black... To a Black Widow. Black Panther sequel. And well, in it, fairness, it, it's kind of interesting because... You know, maybe if they had figured out a way to, to rush a Black Panther sequel, they'd have gotten one. But, yeah. you know, that's neither here nor there. Nobody, yeah. I mean, nobody knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So, so but, well, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Jeff, what have you been up to? Um. Well, you know, I did some, uh, I did some Star Wars RPG on Saturday. Oh, right. And, um, cool. you know, it's... Uh, you know, I, it's kind of weird because the thing about it is, 
it's very different than when you're playing in person sometimes. And and it's one thing when you're playing in person and you're at tables with people that necess- sometimes you're not necessarily like, oh, God, why am I at tables with these people? Um, but, you know, and you're kind of like, OK, I got to pay. T- I, I'm still going to pay attention. I'm still going to do my thing. I'm still going to be involved there. It's another thing when you're in front of your computer, and you're going, hey, you know what? I can play out of the park baseball while I'm doing this. <laughs> or I got other stuff I could be doing. I mean. I don't know. Sometimes, like I said, it depends on what the module is, yeah. and what character I got to play. And, yeah. and and in fairness, some of the people that I'm playing with, I mean, some are great, some... Eh. So have but you guys even entertained the thought of um, meeting somewhere in the you future? Know, I think the first time that that's really being looked at is is for the, for the group as a whole is probably going to be at Gen Con. Okay. Um, I think Gen, I think Gen Con and Origins are what they're they're looking at as where they're going to get together, and then I think sometime in the fall. Yeah, I was, I was we're going to we're, we're, we're gonna start we're going to start seeing we're we're going to start now. It's funny, I'm not going to Gen Con, I'm not going to Origins, so for me, you know, I'm probably not going to see in person gaming until sometime in say Next probably year. sometime around Thanksgiving. Is okay. my guess. Oh, okay. Oh, good. I, I think I'm thinking things. I'm thinking there's a convention that I usually go to that happens on Thanksgiving weekend, and they're talking about being in person for that. And then there's one I do on there's one I usually do on New Year's Eve weekend, and um, if, you know I, I'm imagining that's gonna happen. So to me, yeah, those are the two I'm kind of looking at and going. Okay, yeah, that's probably wh- how we're, how this is going to play out. So, um, but yeah, no, like I said, I mean, it was a good time. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoyed myself. It was fun. You I'm know, glad anytime, you had I, anytime, anytime you get, I mean, I don't have any like amazing stories that I can sit there and say like, oh my god, this happened and it was great. Um, but um, especially because it was funny, there was one module. I'm like, oh, it's going to be this one. No, it's not this one. It's an entirely different one. Oh, never mind. Um, have you guys well, replayed the same module over in multiple times? Well, so we're, they allow for that to happen with different characters if right, you're playing right. them. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what the author's decision is of who wrote the module. Um, but a lot of them are replayable. So, yeah, I have a couple different characters. Okay. And so I I actually, for the most part, was, was replaying. Although I, I actually ran on... I actually ran on... Uh, on Saturday in the afternoon, I actually ran a module and it was really funny because, um, you know, I, I sometimes player players are always amusing because it's like, OK, we're we're doing good on time. OK, now we're not doing good on time because it's like herding cats sometimes. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite my favorite is it's like, yes, yes, you guys are on the right track. You guys are on the right track. And then somebody says something and everybody buys it. And then and you're like, and now we're about to go two hours out of our way in the module that doesn't exist. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, okay. And it's like, you try to hint, it's like, well, you're not finding anything. Well, we're going to keep looking. Well, you're not really finding anything. Oh, I'm going to keep looking. All right, let me give you a hint. It's not in the module. Go away. <laughs> go the other way. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's, you try not to do that as a as the dungeon master or the GM, 
But sometimes it's like you're trying to hint. It's like there's nothing here, here. And, you know, you don't want to sit there and go, hey, this isn't even in the module. Don't even bother. I mean, you're trying not to do that. You're trying to let the players do their thing. But, you know, when they when two, they put two and two together and get 35, you know, there's, <laughs> there's just not much you can do. Um, and, and the problem becomes when good players, for some strange reason, start listening to people with bad ideas. <laughs> that, that becomes the other problem. Is it's like someone has a has a like someone postulates something and everybody thinks it's a good idea and you're like that is no. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Not only is it dumb, that's gonna get you all killed. <laughs> but I'm not gonna say it. Like, like how do I uh, how do how do, how do I graciously exit out of this bad idea? It's well, no, kinda... the problem is is I'm not the one who needs to exit out of the bad idea. I'm the one running the game. I'm the one looking at the clock going, okay, we technically need to be done by a certain point. And, you know, it's like, if I didn't have to worry about the time frame, it's like, okay, you want to go off in some weird tangenty direction. You go right ahead, especially because it's a moth. <laughs> it's a module that I've authored and I can fuck it. I can fuck around with it and do whatever I want um, right. and make it work. Um, right. But it was funny because in that module, they end up where they, they have a situation where they won't get killed, but they end up meeting Darth Vader. And that's like, so Darth Vader's at this table. They have like an option of like three tables you can sit at, and they're all like not sitting at Darth Vader's table. <laughs> okay. They're all like they're like all like nope 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 uh uh-uh, uh not sitting there not going anywhere near that table. Check the seat. Was mean, this like what the Death Star cafeteria or whatever? Well, no, it, it's actually ironically it is having to do with the fact that it's about the plan how about getting the plans to the Death Star. Um, okay. But the irony is, so so here's the funny part. They're more willing to sit at the table with Jabba the Hutt than, than sit at the table with Darth Vader. But, like, we're safer over here. Thank you. Well, well, you know, you got Jabba the Hutt, though. Isn't Jabba the Hutt the one that the, the characters got all the women and all that craziness happening around them? Yeah, but not in this particular location. I mean, they're it's basically a conference where they're all trying to bid for the plans to essentially, I can say this. I don't know if anybody's going to really, really listening is playing. It's essentially, they're all, they're all there under a flag of truce that they're all bidding for what they don't know is eventually the plans of the Death Star. Oh, so, uh, okay. And I wrote this before episode two happened. So then I had to basically be like, this is an auxiliary plan to the Death Star. And there's the other one. You know, I had to change something See, up in the, the end. Man, the ultimate. As soon as I, I'll never forget. I'm watching episode two, and I'm like, Oh, you? no, the Geonosians like, here, we got to get this uh, to my... Uh... Yeah, I'm like, oh. it was really funny. I'm watching, I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, shit, I got to change the end of the module. <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> you fuckers. Now I got to yes. change the module. Well, yeah, well, well, speaking of changing <laughs> Star Wars, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But, uh, so, um, but yeah, so, but, but, um, so yeah, I mean, GM, don't get me wrong. GMing can be fun, but it's, mm-hmm. it, it, but it is funny sometimes. Cause you're just like, it's like when people sit there and talk like you saw that thing the other day I put out about like, take a point for what was it? Hold on. Let me find yeah, it. Yeah. Never have I, mean, I ever. Yeah. Stuff. Never you know, have like, I ever. Yeah. And there, I saw that. I never saw have that. I ever. And there's a reason why mine is fucking high. And it's because, <laughs> because just you, the players piss you off. <laughs> it's bad that players piss me off. I've been doing this for twenty something years. Yep. They do dumb shit. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just like not. I'll like... search this brick wall. It's just a brick wall. Oh, I thought that. No, in fairness. Now, in fairness. Now, in fairness. After you've learned, you know, my favorite is like. Um, I've had situations where after a while I started doing that shit on purpose. Because hmm. like, because it's like. Okay, enter this room. Oh, no, it's a trap. We're totally not going in here. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this. We're doing that. After a while where you're a GM and the players start getting that way, you kind of sit there after a while and you're like, all right, fine. Let's fuck with them real bad. And let's be like, 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 there's this doorway here. Oh, we're not going in there. That's a trap. We're going to stay out here. We're going like, to flex. That's a trap. Great. They, 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 hit the, they hit the button. They hit the button. And they think they've triggered a trap. Meanwhile, the trap is right where they're standing. It's like, ah! <laughs> they all come down in the hole. <laughs> my favorite was Please I wrote. <laughs> my favorite was I wrote. So I had, I had to come up with uh, kind of like an interactive seminar thing, and we had to do multiple tables, and it was of the same thing, and we. Um, we had to come up with basically something where like the head of the rebel Alliance was being held. And we, the guy that we had as the bad guy was this doctor who basically, we base we basically, um, they plucked him away. He was too insane for, for some amusement park. So he runs, they, we called it the fun house. Oh. We had all, we had, we had all kinds of things in there. So the best is they finally get to a point in the module where literally it's like, there isn't anything there. And I'm like, you look downstairs and there's these really clean, well, 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 ma- well made, totally clean, without pristine stairs. And they're like, oh, no, we're totally not going to do We're checking the stairs every all over the place. We're checking the stairs. We're checking every stair. There's got to be a trap on every stair. And I did it on purpose because there wasn't anything on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did I did it on purpose. It was so funny because we were laughing about it. We were like drinking at three in the morning, coming up with crazy shit because we're like, we just want to fuck with them and see how bad they get annoyed. Um, I, fa- I found it here. So it's like, okay, let's see. Now, the problem is this counts This counts all time. So it's like never have I ever as a uh, – you know, it says D&D, but I'm putting all, overall anything. Okay. Never I ever held a PC. Check. I did that as a kid. I mean, when we played as kids, when we GM, it's like, you're dead. I mean, that happened all the time. Okay. Nerfed an item. Oh, shit. I still do nerfing items all the time. Use cobalts. Well, at some point, I used a cobalt when I played TNT. Then a player. Duh. Fudged a roll. I mean, the ones where they almost died five times? Yep. Done that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you mean, like, when the ship's supposed to blow up? Because they didn't make the roll, and they're supposed to be dead right now, and I fudged it, and they're like, Oh, you're just bad in bad shape, but really, really, they should have been dead yeah, five the, minutes ago. Yeah. Um, used a mimic, not my thing. I don't know what that is. A Question mimic said, is like a treasure chest that is actually a monster. Right, I never used one of those. Uh, that's that, that's that, one. That's one that of the two. Star Wars, yeah. Well, no, not only that. Just in general, I never used it in D and D, so that's one of the two. Um, question: Sanity while GMing? Yes. Oh yeah, without question. <laughs> number number eight is. Almost like a staple you have to say as a GM. Well, you can certainly try. Of course you say that. <laughs> you know, that's right up there with, you know, and num- that's right up there with number 17 of, so do you touch it? 
you know. I, mean, I touched the butt. You know, I might, they don't even have my best line. Are you sure you really want to do that? <laughs> and it's really funny because people, you, you'd think somebody would sit there and be like, like, okay, that's probably my cue that I shouldn't do this. It's like, are you sure you want to do that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Boom. Okay, congratulations. You just blew out the airlock. You're all... Everybody, give me a stamina check and give me a strength check to see if you don't get blown out into space. Who's wearing a space suit? Um... um. <laughs> really? <Right>. No. <laughs> that, you know... But you get the idea. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Those, those all those. But yeah, so, you know, GMing, GMing, don't get me wrong, there's days where it's fun. It, it's, there's other days where it's just like, it's like, I swear, it's like herding cats. You're sitting there mm-hmm. for four hours, and you're just like, okay, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You guys, it's like, and the best part is it's like, these are smart people. Why are you being so dumb? <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's just, I don't know, for comedic effect or something. No, or no, if it was for comedic no, if it was for comedic effect, I would be okay with it. But when it's not for – trust me when I tell you usually – if anything, it's comedic effect and the fact that I'm trying not to laugh through the screen. Um, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going, you're going to do what? Okay, then. <laughs> Let me spare say this way. You're going to do this, this, and this. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. You're sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my favorite is like I literally say it like okay, and you'd think at somebody at that point somebody would go, wait 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 let's rethink this plan. And yet, silence. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And then they're and then as soon as you do something, everybody is like, oh, but I had this this and like you didn't tell me you had any of that shit. Yeah, nope. I did. Went, nope, nope. You didn't tell me any of that. <laughs> you didn't say anything like that. Like there are a couple times when, like, they're like they're in a they're in a space they're in like they're in the ship like they're in the spaceship yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like, so where are you guys at? I am this and that. I'm here. I'm there. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And it's like they're you know sometimes I'll be you know sometimes I'll sit there and I'll wait to hear if I hear the magic words which is. I, I, tur- I, I put on my seatbelt or I strap in. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'm actually nice. Sometimes in the, I'm in the mood where I just don't feel like it. It's like, so, does everybody strap in? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and everybody does it. So is there, see, it's almost like code at this point. It's like everybody's strapped in. To jump the hyperspace. <laughs> oh, it's not the, it's not the jump the hyperspace. It's okay. Somebody botched the landing again or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! I I in character one time almost died because I didn't have a seatbelt on and they botched the landing and I'm like, I took enough damage that it was like I almost died and you know, um, you know it's it's one of those where it's like okay, yeah there are a couple times where it's like there are a couple there's a module where I wrote where I'm like I'm just like, you know don't tell them anything just sit there and ask what they're doing make sure they say. It's funny. Every once in a while, I'll have I'll have some people who it's like, I don't hear the magic words. I'm strapped in, and it's like, well, it can't happen because this is it. Did you say you were strapped in? I was strapped in. Did you tell me? Yeah, I, 
No. Well, then I guess you're not strapped in now, are you? Nope. Are you? Uh, so, yeah. So, I did some gaming on Saturday. And then um, Sunday night with Sunday Night Stories, we had uh, four storytellers. And we had one person. I don't usually talk about story Sunday Night Stories very more often. But we went one person, and she's like a – she does – I guess she's on the – she's a she's a, a regular guest uh, or part of the new Loveline show. And I don't think it's with Corolla or any of those guys. And she does stuff regularly on, on XM. And it was really interesting because it was really clear if she had written out everything. And she was speaking like this fast. And she was talking really, really fast. And, she, I, I, and as a matter of fact, it wasn't even this fast. It was faster than I'm talking right now because mm-hmm. I can't even talk as fast as she was talking. And she went on for like this for 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Wow. At that speed. At that speed. And That's my favorite the, is at one point. Just, uh, just, your mind turns to clay when you're listening. Oh, to my God. And the worst part is, is I'm like sitting there talking to my co-host. I'm like, do we interrupt her? What do we do? How do we handle it? My favorite is at one point. She's going, and then her dog starts barking all oh over the gosh. place, which is hysterical. Because you know, it's like, okay, even I, 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 I privately texted them, like, you know, even the dog's like, okay, enough. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, no. In fairness, you know, we had some really great people. We had, uh, good, good. we had somebody who was a comedian. We had a couple of doctors this week, and then we had, um, we had somebody who's working on a Prince documentary. That's going to be pretty interesting. So, uh, but yeah, we, we had some interesting people and, uh, we're taking the, the fourth off. So that'd be fun. But, um, the only other thing I, I, I think I can mention is, so I started, um, mayor of East town on HBO max. What's and, that about? Uh, so it's about, uh, it's about a woman who plays a detective in, um, it's de- it's definitely Pennsylvania. I can't place exactly where. And um, basically, she's got, you know, where it's like, you know, like the she's got a lot of problems. She hit the winning shot when she was twenty. When you know, back in the day when she, to win the state championship, and she's got a lot of problems in her life, and things aren't going the way they are. But and then then there's this then this missing child who's been missing for about a year that she didn't find. And then on top of it, there's um, there's a new set of mur- there's a new murder, and so she's got to handle it. And then they bring in the guy who played Quicksilver in the the not the fur in the in the the Fox movies. What's his name? Mike. I don't know the enemy actor, but he was um, he was the one who recast Pietro. Yeah, that guy that who guy. played uh, okay. Right. Yeah, he's in there, and he comes in from the county as a, as a, um, as a, um, what do you call it? As a, as a, as an assistant. But it's it's interesting. And what's most interesting of all is the person who's playing the main character is Kate Winslet. Oh, really? I don't know what so, she's been up to on anything lately. Well, but. it's so it's really interesting because you know Kate Winslet. You're thinking glamorous, okay? Boy, yeah, Oscar she material. Really, yeah, she really. Um, she seems to be able to play. I wouldn't call it plain Jane, but I certainly would say, you know, she seems to be able to be. I mean, you know, definitely not dialed up. Definitely looks like, you know, cut the makeup, cut all that stuff. You know, looks like, you know, somebody who's been like beaten down in life and looks like a normal human uh, being. Oh, like when Charlize Theron did that one film where she was like a small town. Yeah. 
uh, lady where she kind of maybe, but she basically she dresses down well. Well, the point is that she and she she's kind of getting the part pretty well too. I mean, <laughs> again, I'm only through three episodes. It's it's an interesting watch. It's enjoyable. There's some definitely some sections that are fun. They're, that they're interesting. Um, it's only seven episodes, so again, to me, only I'm only through three. To me, it's a it's a high recommend at, through three episodes. I've heard I had heard amazing things about it from other people, and I can certainly see why. And without question, I think it's too bad. I think the timing is too bad because I'm not positive. Because I should say not, but if the timing was different, we'd be talking about Kate Winslet being in the Emmy race for this for this and she might be next year she might be because my understanding is I've already greenlit a season two so um based on because it just recently finished but she you know she, no she's great in this she really is okay. and uh it's it, like I said it's 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 a worthwhile watch if you've got HBO Max so mm. all right well all right yeah so let's see. Uh, what news do we have this week? Do we? Do we have anything really? Well, <clears throat> um, Disney is dropping the name of Boba Fett's spaceship. Oh, you're kidding me! They will no longer refer to Boba Fett's spaceship as Slave One. Oh Jesus! Okay. Okay. All right. Uh. Well, I mean, what do you guys? What, how do you guys feel about the uh, renaming of Lakeshore Drive? They're renaming okay, Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, Desabo. Desabo. Whatever it is. Desabo Way. Yeah. Well, that, but that, that in sections, it's still going to be Lakeshore Drive. It's oh, okay. Not, so it's not the whole thing. I mean, parts of it actually, are still it's Desabo. It's Desabo. Whatever it is, John Paul something to to start Desabo. Okay, so it's like it's just Lakeshore a memorial Drive. kind of like the you know the. Right. right. Well, I think in a section it's going to be DeSable Drive, but it's uh, but the point being is wow, so they're renaming. So what are they renaming the ship? Or they're not naming it Just at all. The, there's an upcoming Lego set of Slave One, and all it says on the box is Boba Fett's spaceship. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that doesn't necessarily. Article. I mean, you know, I, 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 okay. Um... <sighs> Uh, is it going to take away from the recognition of what it is and how everybody knows what it is? Yeah, I don't think that's going to matter. Well, again, it's only the toys, too. Um, yeah, here's from Yahoo Entertainment. Disney drops Slave One name for Boba Fett's ship, prompting outcry from Star Wars fans and, and an actor. Um, so for several years now, Disney look at it, obviously, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, some, so nonetheless, each attempt to bring... Inclusivity to Star Wars has met with backlash for a small but vocal group of Star Wars fans lamenting the saga's SJWs and woke approach to its latest endeavors. So, originally noted by the fan site Jedi News, the new Mandalorian-themed toy line features beloved bounty hunters Boba Fett's spaceship. However, its traditional Slave One moniker has been changed to Boba Fett's spaceship on the front of the box uh, for this uh, upcoming Lego set for... Um, that's been the Mandalorian looks like the same planet where they went to the Jedi temple and they put baby Yoda up on the top of it. But anyway, uh, Fett's heavily modified, uh, fire spray 31 class patrol and attack craft formerly belonged to his father. Django, uh, is being called. Yeah. 
just Boba Fett spaceship. Now, speaking of Jedi news, Lego designer Michael Lee Stockwell said the toy maker the toy maker was no longer using the Slave One name. Okay. I mean, I'll be more interested to see what happens when. Although there's really no reason to to use that name in in the movies anyway, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, and they never referred to it as that in Empire or Jedi. Right. Yeah. Even in those movies, they don't refer to it there. So I, I don't know. I maybe it's. I just so think maybe, it's, maybe maybe just maybe because of the fact that since they didn't make such a reference in the motion pictures and everything, maybe this is what made it. But but we've become this. so sensitive where we can't even use the word slave, and just just to refer well, to a spaceship to a fictional franchise that's been around for forty fifty years. Well, well I mean okay. the connotation okay. is. Okay, I mean, well, in fairness, the connotation is, you know, we're talking about a bounty hunter who takes in bounties. That's kind of like, well, anyway. Uh, but then, see, also, too, the word slave in of itself, you're going to take it out of a lot of language to many different things, like in, like in, you know, sound, sound engineering. So you can't play have. the song Brown Sugar by uh, the Rolling Stones anymore? <laughs> Which... No, no, not just that. Just, just okay. I mean, how far do you go with this? Well, yeah, I, I, you okay? Because when you're in a recording studio, you have master track and you have slave tracks. Yeah, and when you re- when you're rekeying a lock, you've got a master lock, and you have the other locks you give to the the keys you give to the tenants. Those are the slaves. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's so, just terminology, but that we're, it, that's what we're that's what we're disseminating that down to is that we can't use this term anymore. Well, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's it getting a little, it is getting a little touchy with the whole, the whole sensibility of it. You know, when we start going ahead having to edit ourselves as to what we refer to, it was just like it was just like one time I was, um, I was talking to somebody, and okay, okay, let me go ahead and throw the word at you and see what you guys come up with, oh, minstrel. Okay, that was what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the word I was thinking. I was like, I'm thinking I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like okay, here we go. It's something dirty. Come on, no. Minstrel. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the like a bard, you know, in D&D. You know, it's some guy with a it, mandolin. Okay. okay or t- somebody sitting there thinking it's supposedly menstrual. No, no, just minstrel. Okay. Someone got triggered from the word minstrel? Yes. Okay. And I, and, and uh, I just want to tell you. Okay. Oh you can't see me show. face palming right now. All right. All right. The thing about it is, okay, I was doing a show. Don't go, don't go and, to the uh, run I, fair. No, but <laughs> yeah. listen, I was going to this. I was going. <laughs> I was doing a show over at Cafe Mustache. This was a number of years ago. And. Okay, so the, the musicians were going around with their instruments, you know, playing their instruments around the bar. Mm-hmm. It gave me the impression of, okay, when I think of minstrel, I think of Alan O'Dell in Robin Hood, who was a storyteller. He played songs and he told stories. Yeah, just that's what a bard is, yeah. Right, so Very what Very common in was, D&D. So what I, so what I did was... Uh, this girl came up and I told her and I says, man, this is so nice. All of us minstreling around the bar. 
And she goes, don't use that term. That's a negative term. You know, minstrel, you're thinking of, you know, blackface minstrel. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not using it in that connotation at all. She goes, well, don't, still don't use that. Minstrel is a bad word. And I'm thinking to myself, what? <laughs> if I was talking about blackface minstrel shows and things like that, that's one thing. But that's not what my reference was about. That's, yeah, that's not where most people's minds go to when they hear the word. Minstrel, right. So here, you know, I'm playing my guitar in the key of G along with 20 other uh, musicians doing the same thing, you know, and I just got called out for this word and I still didn't. And of course, now you're bringing up this thing about slave and I'm thinking, well, how, how, how much of the language do we have to police in order to get our point across? Wow. Well, we'll see. I, I, as long as you're on Star Wars for a second, sort of. Uh, so I guess Rogue Squadron finally got a writer. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know because the guy that they pulled is a guy named Matthew Robertson. And Robinson, and he, according to this, he co-wrote and co-directed um, with Richie Gervais in 2009, The Invention of Lying. And forgive me if I'm not kind of like sitting here going... The Invention of Lying, Rogue Squadron. I don't see how... I mean, I guess it's possible he could do a good job, but... Oh, well... Again... I mean... Again, it makes more of it than what it is. Well, it's not that. It's just... it's, It's just... You know, the guy... It's not like the guy's done an action movie before or anything along those lines. I mean... I don't know. It, it, to me, I'm kind of looking at it, and, and to me, I'm kind of sitting there saying to myself, okay, this seems like already you're possibly starting. Now, boy, I just hope they have enough supervision on that thing. I, I just hope that somebody's really watching well, it. And, yeah, I hope and, they and, learned their lesson from Rogue One and Solo. Right. Yeah, well, Rogue One was, well, people liked Rogue One, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but Solo, I mean, I don't know. I always laugh about Solo because people, you know, you people can, do. You can say, you can easily say that Sola, Sola, Solo has. Sola. Sola, Solo. Soda? Sola. I said Sola. Solo. You know, I guess, you, you know, you have, their, you have your fans of Solo, just like you have your fans of Rogue One. Now, do they all commiserate with one another? Don't know. But. You know, everyone to their own, you know? Yeah, again, I I still think Solo was a victim of other stuff, but we won't get Yeah, the, that. the um, whole director change and, yeah. Well, not only that, I mean, I think there were a lot of people annoyed about, you know, episode eight as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't think right. it was the right time of year to run it. Yeah, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, we've talked about that before. Well, the other... Thing of the only other thing I found, unless you've got other things, Mike. So I guess J.J. Uh, Abrams has brought in someone named Angela Robertson, Robinson uh, to do Madam to do. They're bringing, uh, I guess, then one of the series that they're looking to do from DC, HBO Max, is going to be something called Madam X. I'm trying to remember the character. Um, it doesn't ring a bell. I guess she. I'm not I guess totally she's part of some of the. Uh... Madam you know, X. Madam X. So I'm reading about it here. Um, I'm trying to pull up here from this Hollywood Reporter 
uh, heat vision thing. So basically, apparently, um, she was working with Paramount Studios and has come over, which makes me scared to death because the Star Trek stuff was not so great. Madam X uh, was, or it came from the 80s. Okay. Well, according to this, okay, so... Okay, may, okay, so Madam X, a.k.a. Madam, Exan, Madam Xanadu, first appeared in, a, in 78 as part of the Justice League Dark universe. See, they've been doing, using this dust, Justice League Dark thing, and people seem to be very, very up on it. Uh, the character is, is a sorceress who's helped the Suicide Squad, serves as the Spectre's spiritual advisor, and, and in the DC New 52 assists the Dark League. Uh, and was revealed to be the mother, of the, the mother of the villain, Doctor Destiny. Um, okay, see, this all goes back to that Justice League Dark series that people seem to be enthralled with. Back from the New Fifty Two, it was one of those few books from the New Fifty Two that people seemed enthralled with because, you know, it was like Constantine and it was a lot of their their mystic group. You know, guys like the the, the Phantom Stranger. Those individuals, I can't remember who else was. Your, your cultic, magical, you know, uh, necromancing, you know, group, group of people. Well, not yeah, I guess technically necromancing. I mean, because Constantine's in that group too. But basically, right. it's kind of the the magic, almost the magic version of the Justice League on some right. level. And and there's always been this push to do to do a Justice League Dark movie and to do this Justice League Dark stuff. And I, I don't know. I've, I've never been... I've never been as big a fan of the DC occult stuff as other people have been. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it in swaths, you know, but I, I it's not my... It's not my, oh, this is definitely what I want, what I want to watch. I think, to me, what bothers me about this is... I shouldn't say bothers me. What frustrates me about this is there are DC's got a lot of characters that they could be doing things with right now and and putting in places. And instead, these are the, the some of the choices they're making right now. I'm just not I'm not feeling, you know, yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, these deep cuts with third tier characters, they're getting full treatments and. Why don't we yeah. just, just try and, you know, get well, the Justice League right? <laughs> well, I mean, like, for example, like, for example, okay, CW, you know, supposedly there's the, the, the this new Wonder Girl that they're going to do that is more based on this future shock thing that they did than the Wonder Girl that we've known, that most of us have known for years, or let me phrase that, since there have been two Wonder Girls, most of us have known the other two Wonder Girls for years, you could just basically have made her Latina and used some of those backgrounds, but instead decided that you're going to use this entire future shock thing. And then Bendis created this Naomi character that I guess is getting a look for a pilot over there too. Again, so these are two practically brand new characters. Okay. And then now you're talking about a Justice League Dark. And I haven't got a duck on over on your end. I have no idea. Quack, I'm quack. hearing duck noises. That? Yeah, that. Oh, I'm I'm busy cleaning off my necklace. Sorry. Okay. Woo. Quack quack. <laughs> I mean, the point being, yeah, I mean, I get that they're doing this Peacemaker series, and 
in theory, it's because they're doing the Suicide Squad movie. But again, another C-level character, and I just keep yeah. kind of sitting there. It's like the only thing that they're developing right now that I'm aware of, of any note of sort, is this Green Lantern series. That's it. I no, mean, well, some I would argue can't... the JSA with uh, Stargirl and Titans season three. Wow. But, yeah. Right, but but movie-wise, about... yeah, there doesn't seem like... Well, yeah. and but here's the thing. Look at, okay, at the same time, let's put this in perspective. You're releasing Titans over the summer. I haven't seen much promotion for it at all. Nope. From from HBO Max at all. Okay. Um, I haven't... Are you, are you, thinking, you, know, they're are you thinking because they're hoping it'll sink? No. No, I don't think it's They wouldn't that. make just... it to just to hope it set it up to fail. Right. I just don't think that they think it's going to do... They, based on what it's done in the past, it's not going to be something that's going to... They don't think it's something that's really, really going to pull audiences, which, based on their budget, probably not. Yeah. Um, the Stargirl stuff, I mean, they're, they're doing this in, what, August? I mean, so, you know, we're not even talking about... <clears throat> I mean, it, it'll run into fall, but, I mean, they're not... You know, it's, it's not like they're giving it a prime spot in the CW lineup or anything like that. They're starting this thing in August. I mean, they're gonna, I, I, my guess is they'll put it back to back with Supergirl. That's what of, they're probably going to do. And then kind of bolster it. Well, no, they'll just put it back to back just with Supergirl yeah. because they'll basically do, because I think Supergirl's supposed to start the final, their final episodes. And so you'll have one night of programming where it'll be Supergirl and it'll be Stargirl back to back and my guess is they'll be done by the time your fall schedule hits hits anything which will be sometime probably in october but again to me i kind of look at it and i'm like you're right i mean you're right mike which is yes the nice part is um yes they're doing a titan series and I, i maybe that's part of my frustration is you're doing a titan series you could could you could put money into it you could put money into it, and it would make sense to put money into it, considering the fact that the, it, it could be as popular as an X-Men movie, but you've decided that this is what your plan is. And there's, again, there's other second or third tier characters that I just feel like they could do more with, and they've chosen, they've chosen these characters instead, and I'm yeah. just not, I'm just not sure why these are the characters they've chosen over other characters that to me would be more interesting and 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 might have more appeal and might get people more interested. So well, maybe it's just that um, they think they're going to revive the, you know that they can find fresh maybe writing material with these new characters that nobody knows where so it's like they see it as virgin territory but we're like even the most casual fans be all like who well, but the, the thing is, some of the characters that I'm thinking of off the top of my head, there isn't a lot out there for some of these characters that I'm thinking about. I mean, really, in reality, you they, nobody's done a Martian Manhunter series ever. There's no, there's been no John Jones series ever. You could do one. I mean, yeah, and he'd be considered uh, second tier in the Justice League. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean. I mean, I get why you don't do Hawkman. That's a giant pain in the ass. But, you know, I mean, it was interesting because CW at one point 
had Ray Choi as part of Crisis, and we thought we were getting a new Adam, and that never materialized to be anything. Yeah, and we never so, got any. Would they talked about maybe an Adam Strange series coming from the Krypton series, and that ever never happened. So right, and that there's another example. See, there's a perfect example. Adam Strange is more well known than the characters they're picking, hmm. and and some of the characters they're picking that I'm laughing at. Now, in fairness, I got to look at who's in Justice League Dark, but you're going to use those characters over, say, Dead Man, which is far more popular. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, hmm. Dead Man's more Dead Man's more popular in terms of. And actually, I think dead. You know what? A dead a dead man series would be very very interesting if it was done well, and I think people really enjoy it. Um, and it could be a big hit for them. But they're looking at this. I mean, I don't know, Doctor. F- I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head about who they haven't used. I mean, to me, one of the names that immediately comes to mind is they haven't done anything with with Blue Beetle. Although I thought I've heard something about. They're doing. They might be doing that, but I could be wrong. Um, I haven't heard anything about Booster Gold. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who I'm missing. Maybe I'm if uh, maybe if they if they want to tie into Gotham, maybe some more interesting characters, not from necessarily his Rogues Gallery, but they someone say someone like Zatanna. Yeah. See, that's a, there's a thank you. There's an example of a character where it's like. Although you know what, she might be in that Justice League Dark thing. Yeah, right. With she Con- might be with Constantine. Yeah, magical. Yeah, she's a magical. Uh, you know, character. She might mm-hmm. be in there. I yeah. I can't remember who's in Justice League Dark. That's my problem. Is is who's in Justice League Dark? But you know, Zatanna. But Zatanna's a great example of. Yeah. You know, okay, you could do that I mean, as does, as a I series. Mean, I mean, Zatanna's got great story possibilities. You know, I'm trying to think, you know, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think on second tier characters. My bra- my brain's just mush at the moment. But, you know, um, often, you know, I'm trying to think of characters that have books. I mean, to me, the one I always laugh about, and I know why they're not going to give him one right now because he's in Titans. But to me, I always laugh because it's like everybody wants a Batman series. You could easily do a Nightwing series. And well, yeah, and. You and and, yeah, and that maybe would, even that have would, yeah, it, or, it use Titans as a springboard for a Nightwing series, or even just not even have the same actor, just have an right. interesting story with Nightwing, and still tie it into Gotham, which is what they seem to want to, because they want that tie to Batman, because Batman puts people right. in seats and people puts eyeballs uh, on their screens. Well, what would be interesting is is because you would be using. See, to me, the one reasons why I think a series would be interesting is if you. You know, if you did a Nightwing series or a Dick Grayson series, however you want to call it, you know, you could put him in Bloodhaven, which is basically, you know, across the cross. I can't remember if it's across down the river or across the the lake from from Gotham. I can't remember the exact location. But, you know, Chuck Dixon gave you a lot of great material on putting Dick Grayson there. And there's a lot of good source material. You can still use a lot of the same Batman villains. For, for Dick Grayson, and you get yep. access to all the Titans villains too. Yep. yep. And it's like, and, and like, and by the way, you know, here's a perfect. This that's the reason why that would be a good show is it's like, okay, all you really need to do is okay, let's put the the Starfire. The the thing I always laugh about that I've never seen in the comics, which is no one has ever done the Star the Starfire, uh, Barbara Gordon Dick Grayson love triangle. Nobody's ever done it. 
And to me, it's like just such a no brainer because it's like, why wouldn't you do it? I mean, well, it's, it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's just maybe the fact that in, on a writer's point of view, you know, it just states the obvious. You know, it's like, this, do you think this is something that can be expected within maybe, that? Maybe it can be written well enough. For TV or a movie. I mean, yeah, because see, for TV and a movie, for TV and a movie, it plays well, especially. Well, I mean, it is a kind, is you know, love triangle is kind of a common trope, but right, but again, ironically, not ever run in a DC Comics book. There's never that I'm aware of. There's never been a situation where it's been like okay, Dick Grayson between actually between. Where it's been like, okay, which one are you choosing kind of thing. Now, in fairness, part of it's been part of it's been that the bat people the bat when when Dick Grayson was basically taken back by the bat editing team, you know, they cut they put a lot of the kibosh on a lot of things from the Titans days and often were like, uh uh-uh, uh, no six foot alien. Not in our not in our not in our neck of the woods. And I always thought that was hysterical because it's like why that's just dumb well, that's just, um that's meat on the bones if you put it in that context where you have this love triangle between the you know starfire and you know well and, and, and that's the thing i mean to me the thing that's interesting to me is is it's like dick Grayson. see this is where it's interesting with the dick with a character like dick grayson because really in reality it really depends what you're watching as to who you think Dick Grayson should be with. If you're watching a whole bunch of Titan stuff and you've been reading a whole bunch of Titan stuff and you've been watching Tiny Titans and Teen Titans and all those shows as a kid. You've always been Starfire, right? Starfire. If you've been watching a lot of the Batman shows over the years as a kid and reading the Batman type books, it's Barbara Gordon. It's Barbara Gordon. Right. Or, or, so, so it's, or, it's, 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 it's later Oracle, you know, so. Well, it's funny because they, yeah, and that's it. See, there's the one I laugh about that nobody, that everybody seems, I'm surprised didn't get yelled at even more that we didn't hear more about, is that they basically were like, I don't know what the rationale is or how they did it or what they did, but um, she's Batgirl again and not Oracle anymore. Oh, that reminds me, uh, The Long Halloween is available on, I should uh, watch that. Is it? The part Is one it, of the animated Long Halloween. You know, okay, and that bad, <clears throat> and that bad, me that they just over time just just decide that okay, we're gonna get Bad Girl into action and take her out of the wheelchair. I mean, like, come on. Uh, that's what I'm a little. Confused well, she was Bad Girl again for the new Fifty Two, if I remember right. Right, that, I think the costume. that's so, right. I think that's. I think that's where that began. Was yeah. when they reset the universe, they brought that in. See to me, that's a to me. There, there it's a, there's an example of multiverse where it's kind of funny, because it's like you could, in theory, and I'm just saying this in theory, you could have two Barbara Gordons, one from another part of the multiverse, where one's Oracle and one's Batgirl, and you could do it that way. But right. Like, you've decided. They decided. You, know, you, you, ahead, you decided this route. Out. And then when they came up with the 52, said, "Okay, well, we don't have to follow that." story continuity we'll just go ahead and just have Margaret Gordon back out there as Batgirl and well it's funny because if, if that happened now I'll, I like for example 10 years ago no one was screaming about it well people were screaming about it, but that wouldn't be it wouldn't be what it would be now if if, if 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 it was done today 
Oh man, they would get DC Comics and and Warner. Oh, they would get the Outcry. Why are you taking a disabled person out of the cartoon? I mean, out of the comic. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. why did you? Why did you just you know literally just void her out? Well, and this becomes so. It's funny because this becomes part of the problem that they keep running into. Part of the problem they keep running into is they try they they want this long running continuity of things, and yeah, the problem but, becomes yeah, but nobody checks the continuity. Well, the but the fan the, the, and the fans do on some level. Yeah, some and, of it's so, fan consensus. Some of it's just varies with from writer to writer. Right, and and True. so it becomes the problem becomes that well, and it goes beyond that. It's not just writer to writer. They start making editorial decisions. Like, for example, right, right. okay, like for example, okay, when when Dick Grayson at the time the bat the bat the bat editing team was not interested in doing anything really with Dick Grayson anymore, but they also didn't necessarily want him as Robin anymore, so they made a transition in the late '80s to making Dick Grayson Nightwing. And, right. and so that opened the door for a new for a new Robin. Well, the, to me, that's what's interesting is, you know, so but, in the nineties. Well, yeah. Hold on a second. Let me finish, Ivan. The point is, okay. in the nineties, there was kind of a reboot on Sidekicks, and and Mike knows what I'm talking about. I mean, that that's kind of where the Young Justice show comes in, which is right. there was a re there was kind of a reboot on on the on Renaissance sidekicks. on Sidekicks. Right, right. Where you had you had your you had your new soup you had the Superboy from um the um from when Superman died, you had, you know, uh Cassandra Cassandra what's her call Cassie whatchamacallit, who's the Wonder Girl at the time. You had um Arrowette gets mentioned. Aqualad. You know, you had you had Aqualad uh, was Aqualad part of it. Well technically he was. Um in the comic he wasn't, but oh. he's become that. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of all the different ones. I mean, well, Tim Drake, who is, who yeah. is being, who is, who is at that time, the Robin impulse. Oh, you get oh, yeah. the idea. Quick side note. Yeah. They started filming Aquaman too. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, see, the thing I was going to bring in is that, you know, Robin in of himself has been reincarnated a multitude of times though, out of different names and different story, uh, lines different, and different people who put on the suit right well and the stories they have but the problem is, again and we've kind of talked about this previously so i don't want to go down the road but the problem that they're right. running into is some of this come becomes a situation of continuity which is some of it and, and some of it becomes a situation of how do you deal with some of this stuff like for example okay we want to ref like it seems like lately there's been an effort to add another tier of sidekicks, okay, that right. aren't that aren't the sidekicks from the nineties. You know, like right. suddenly we, you know, suddenly we have, you know, we have Superman and Lois's kid Jonathan Kent. Suddenly we have Damian Wayne. You know, suddenly we have all these different characters, and and the point being is is okay. Now we've added another layer. So what happens to those other characters? And and how does that get handled? Or what happens to them? Or where do they go? And, I mean, and, like, and, 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 yeah, do they grow? Do they retire? Do they get killed well, off? Well, they, they don't, they, they don't, they don't, they don't, well, some of them, get, 
some of them get killed off. Some of them retired. Some of them, some the, some of them, Frank, frankly, go in the limbo land. Like I don't even right. remember what Dick Drake. My, my, I don't even know what Tim Drake's character is now. At one point, he was the Red Robin. I heard something like his character is called the Mallard now, or the Drake, or some weird <laughs> shit, like oh, the David, Drake uh, or something. Yeah, not the most appealing of names. Oh, yeah. Like he's called like a he's called like Drake or something like that. Like because he's because that's like a dog. I, I mean I don't. That's like a bird. Uh, a duck like, reference. Yeah. So. It's a duck. Like it's like, hmm. it's like if it fits the bill, I guess duck. then he can. Right. So it's like what? So basically, we we ever. Everybody who's been a everybody who's ever been a Robin sidekick has to be some sort of bird. Another bird. Um, yeah. <laughs> um I don't I know. That, I mean, like I said, I think Nightwing was probably the best departure from that whole bird thing. Well, that, technically, Nightwing is a well. Okay, Nightwing is he a some some sort of no? You know, villains will tremble in fear of uh, when the mallard arrives. Well, yeah, well, I don't think it's the Mallard. I think it's the Drake. I think that's what I was wrong about. But the point being is, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, Marvel, Marvel for the most part has been smarter about this. But mm-hmm. they're starting, what's interesting is they're starting to run into this problem and they're running in, into it on two fronts. They're running into it on the first front of, you know, they've been trying to diversify their characters in terms of, about you know ethnic and and cultural and all that type of stuff and so suddenly you know you've got a lot of that and they and they learned the hard way because for some strange reason the editors never looked at the fact that it was hey look we don't have we don't have peter parker spider-man right now we don't have steve rogers as captain america we don't have thor as thor we don't have Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. And they were doing all this at the exact same fucking time. And we don't have Banner right. as the Hulk. Right. right. They did right. all those things at the exact same time. Nobody sat there and said, hey, wait a minute. Maybe doing this all at once is a bad idea. Um, oh, and, and, that's, that's where, and that's where they got the backlash. That's where that's where you got ended up with Comicscape. That's where you ended up with all these guys who are the cra- who are some of the crazy people and, and their theories and all that stuff. But, you know, Marvel's got a situation now where they've created this other base of characters that are, you know, Riri Williams was Iron Man. Now she's Ironheart. OK, great. You know, you got to You're going to have to figure out how you're planning on dealing with all this. The MCU is even more amusing because to me, you know, how what's your plan? You're really never going to have another Iron Man again. You never know. Well, we've we've seen them kind of taking care of the Captain America problem, but. You know, some of these characters are these just going to disappear. You're going to find a way to bring in new people to play the character. And how are you going to make that work? You know? Uh, has anybody, you know, speaking of, speaking of uh, that whole recreation thing, okay, has anybody, um, has anybody, you know, like viewed, I know, I think it's Paramount streaming, has got uh, the kindergarten, the kindergarten superhero series with, uh, with, um, what the hell? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Yeah. Mike might have it. Mike, don't. do you have Paramount still or no? Paramount Plus? No, I don't. No. no. I, might, yeah, I think I, mean, I might re-up if Season 2 of Lower Decks comes. Like If I can get the Pike series. I'm still waiting on the Captain Pike so series. So it's funny because I'm waiting, I'm waiting about one more day. There's a... Paramount Plus has a freebie out. And if you want, I'll send it to you. I'll email it. I'll shoot you the link on it, Mike, um, or Ivan as well, where they they're giving away a freebie month. 
and because um, I'm 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 kind of waiting a little bit because I want to get the full month because uh, the good I guess the good fight gets launched the new season of the good fight gets launched very shortly and that well, is one of the better that's... shows but I I'm, the problem is is that I'm not going to get the full season um, it is interesting because I'm starting to see um, different pieces about what Paramount Plus is working on and I guess one of the things they're working on is a Flashdance series. Okay. So I know that's not up your alley, Mike, but you know, you get the idea. Mm -hmm. At least they're, at least they're coming up with new content. Uh, Although I laugh because it's like, is that, wait, is that Transformers? No, that's the universal, right? Or is it Paramount? Uh, Transformers is Paramount. See, that's what I don't get. That's what I don't get. You know that that's one of your big franchises. If you're Paramount, why would you not? You know, why why would you not exploit it? Even even if it's the, I mean, although I think Mike would scream if suddenly the cartoons were no longer on Netflix and they were all on Paramount. <laughs> no, I don't know. Don't matter to me none. I don't like I said. I don't watch a lot of streaming, and I have this pretty much everything I want to watch is on DVD and those other streaming platforms. I think like Tubi and some of the others where I can find the shows I want to watch. Okay. Um, speaking of what, one last. Well, the only other news I have is just the uh, fact that they. Dropped today that Ron Perlman will be the voice of Optimus Primal in this new live-action Transformers movie, Rise of the Beasts, uh, which will be... We don't know if it's a sequel to Bumblebee, if it's part of Transformers 7, or if it's just a standalone, but Ron Perlman will be Optimus Primal. He'll be the voice of the talking monkey. And a lot of fans were hoping that maybe Gary Chalk, who played Optimus Primal in the original... CGI series would reprise his role, but no, they but wanted, that's they, not mainframe. I'm sorry. The 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 uh, the V4 was on mainframe. Yeah, mainframe is the company from Canada that, that animated uh, the original Beast Wars series back in the 90s. But uh, no, it's uh, they're going to have Ron Perlman do it. And a lot of fans are torn uh, because Ron Perlman is he's a good voice actor. He's done good yep. voice work, but everyone won't like kind of wanted some of the original actors from the old series, but it was the same right. kind of thing when we found out we were getting a, a live action movie in 2007. Then the fans, they insisted that uh, Peter Cullen be the voice of Optimus Prime and it kind of worked, but, uh, but we'll see. Maybe we're going to get other, you know, as other characters are revealed, we'll find out if some of their actors were going to reprise their roles, but yeah, it's news. You know, it's, I'm not, I mean, the it's only not thing make or break for is... me. That's the thing. Yeah. The only thing I would say is, I mean, if you're gonna pick somebody to to take up a role like that, I mean, Ron Perlman gets yeah, gets that culture a lot, and you know, he's a phenomenal, you know, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. You know, he was great. He was great in Hellboy. I mean, that's that mm-hmm. that's. I mean, if you know, if 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 you're gonna go, at least they're picking somebody that you're not sitting there wanting to roll your eyes about it. You know, right. You're, you're, you're right. It's not just like where... they don't. They're not getting like some celebrity just for the sake of celebrity, like we've seen in in years past, where they there's celebrities who are like they get Bruce Willis to be the talking raccoon. I'm like, why are they doing? Why is Bruce Willis the, the voice of this damn <laughs> raccoon? We don't know because it's Bruce Willis and he doesn't know a damn thing about voice acting. But anyway, yeah. So <laughs> Ron Perlman is an okay choice, choice, I guess. But I would have liked to see. Gary Chalk come back, but oh well. 
Well, maybe it's just a matter of scheduling or just a matter of, you know, contractual situations, too. I mean, no, maybe the, that's... the studio wants um, a well-known actor, which is fine. Right. So. I can't, you know, in some ways, I, you know, I get where the fans are coming from. At the same time, it's like, you know, maybe I mean, somebody, it... maybe somebody looks at the, maybe who's a, somebody who's more casual looks at and goes, oh, Ron Perlman. I like Ron Perlman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's, that's the real answer. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, the, I mean, you know, it could be all just about the appeal. Yeah, and the, right? stu- the same animations or the same, uh, what is it, special effects company or CGI studio, or the same one that did the live action Lion King. We'll be doing mm-hmm. the effects for this Rise of the Beasts, so and that'll be out uh, I think in July of next year. So we have all year to speculate on it. But, but are we going to get more? Are we getting more Haley Steinfeld or is she gone? No, she's doing the uh, the, Hawkeye the Hawkeye series thing, now, right. right now. No, I don't but think, she's I don't think done. She's, yeah, her role in the Bumblebee film the film does I think is done. I don't she's think done. I don't know if no, we're going to current... see her if Bumblebee probably will make an appearance. In this movie, I think it takes place in the early nineties. Oh. Uh, but I don't know. So we'll we, see. we don't, we don't know if I, we we doubt that Haley Seinfeld will be returned as her. And as we're not Charlie. getting doo, 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 John Cena, right? Uh, as far as we know, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't think he'll he'll be back either. This is a big <laughs> summer. I mean, you know, this is a big summer for John Cena. Now that I think about mm-hmm. it, because he just did. He yeah, just but did Suicide Fast Squad is coming. Nine. What in October? I think. Oh, it's sooner than that, isn't it's it? It's coming. I don't know. I have to check. I don't know. I think it's August. No. I think they're doing it in August. And then I don't know when that Peacemaker thing drops. And, and it's funny because I guess right now he's kind of open right now on dates. So my understanding is is he's, it looks like John Cena is going to be – John Cena is going to be doing WWE for the better part of the back half so you, of the year. So you're saying that you can see him now? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yes. So we got anything else? I don't. Okay. I suppose we can just uh, dig up a quick Iron Cheek tweet of the week. Fuck the Monday. Iron Cheek. Fuck the Monday? Tweet of the week. If you're on Twitter, follow us at SOTRT Podcast. But if you are on Twitter, you need to follow the Iron Cheek. That's the underscore Iron Sheik. Let's see. Oh. Uh, ones from this week include fuck the climate change. Uh, oh, dear, he's mad at Twitter. Fuck Twitter. the Twitterverse. Uh, fuck the climate. Sure. Let's see. Uh, if you say one more trip around the sun to describe your birthday, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's good. Hello, Share. If I could turn back time and if I could find a way... I would beat the living fuck out of that jabro- of the Jabroni Hulk Hogan, break his neck, break his fucking neck, and make him humble. Have a good day. All these death threats against Hulk Hogan. You think maybe Hogan might have like decided to take like action against him? But <laughs> he for the- just it's- he so amusing. He just sits back mm. and laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, sure. You keep you keep doing that, you Jabroni. <laughs> Let's see. Monday, Monday, Monday. You can go fuck yourself nine times today. Uh... <laughs> let's see what what movie better back to the future 2 or hulk hogan hulk hogan raising balls getting suplexed by the legend 3 <laughs> <laughs> that one's good <laughs> uh let's see uh 
Let's see. He wait. He tweeted Mick Jagger for some strange reason. Hello, Mick Jagger. If you know, it's only rock. It's only the rock, and the, and the role. But you like it, then what the fuck is the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else we got. If you like, if you don't love Blazing Saddles, you're a dumb. You are a dumb, no good piece of oh, shit. Oh yeah! Like Happy birthday I to. Never respect you. Happy yeah. birthday to Mel Brooks. Yeah, ninety-five. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. I like Blazing Saddles. That's, that is my that is my favorite uh, Mel Brooks film with a Spaceballs as a close second, obviously. Let's see. see. Uh, Rise and have... shine, fuckface. Young Frank, Young Frankenstein is always good too. If oh, all like, the leaves are brown and the sky is gray, must be the fucking jabroni climate change. There we go. <laughs> Such eloquence. Yes. Um, we appreciate it. If you have more pressing issues to address and you are reading this, then this go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, this is interesting. Ivan, check this out. What's that? I never forget that this is from Sheik. I never forget the time I told that jabroni Shadow Stevens to go fuck himself. Someday, maybe I'll tell the world the whole story, but not tonight, Bubba. Oh, Shadow Stevens? <laughs> That's not a name I've heard in a long time. Wow, now there's something you ain't heard. No, you're right. You're right. About... Shadow Stevens in the Shadow Square. Dang. Shadow Stevens, God. Hey, that's 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 that's, uh, that's deep in the lore. <laughs> deep in the lore, man. <laughs> oh, that fucking that, that wow. Fucking she she went after Perez Hilton. Perez Hilton, you insult Persian sister, my Persian sister, the Brittany. Forever, I beat the fuck the fuck <laughs> it out. If you do, if you ever do it again, free Brittany. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag free Britney. Well, okay. What's this free Britney thing about? I've heard a uh, lot about it. I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Apparently, Sheik and I have the same taste in, in shows. If you don't watch Hacks on HBO Max, you are a dumb fucking piece of shit. No good, no good motherfucker. I never respect you. He's right. It's a good show. It is a good show. I've told, I've told you guys it's a good show, and they, they were it's re, re, renewed for two more seasons. Uh, Britney Spears. She's been under a conservatorship. Uh, by her father. Right. Okay. And this week is the first week we've heard Britney talk really about it at all because she has said she's not going to say anything until she got to court, and she did. Um, oh, okay. Well, I mean, some, one of the things that, get, that was mentioned in, in this was that apparently the conservatorship is so strict that she can't consider having children or consider wow. being or, or cannot get married without permission. Wow. From it. She has wow. she needs permission to leave her house or spend any of her own money. Yeah, that too. Wow. Wow. She's totally locked down. Damn. Yeah, I mean, the well, only it's, thing it's nothing we... short of uh, indentured servitude. Pretty Why? much. And uh, minor, and there's, I mean, again, I want to be clear because I, I haven't fully followed it, but I am a fan of Britney Spears. I have been for a long time. She's, she's my wife that she doesn't know about. 
Um, <laughs> and she has she has been since she she has been ever since she turned eighteen. Um, Baby, one more time. <laughs> yeah, that was before eighteen. I wasn't doing it then. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, but I wasn't stupid. Um, yeah, not it, not a big fan. I do like the toxic song. Yeah. Um, I respect Brittany for what she is and what she's done. And you can feel, the like more you read into this, you feel sympathy for her. A genie I, in a bottle, you know. No, that's, this is Christina Aguilera, Ivan. That's Christina Aguilera. Oh, okay. I get those two mixed oh, up. Oh, man, Ivan, come on. Okay, well, okay. that's all the time we have this week for Squares Round Table. No, 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 hold on. The, wait, 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 wait. The music guy just screwed up music real bad. Yeah. That was, um. That was, um that's not good. What do you want? Sometimes that happens. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> We're not talking. Well, it's not like okay. This would be like if I told, if I said to you that, uh, if I said to you, uh, like you can't hurry. That. Love was from Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, oh, something like yeah, that. All right, all right, I get you. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Or stop by stop in the name of love was done by Banana Rama. Okay, all right, I get it. <laughs> all right, I was trying. I was trying to find an app comparison. I mean, I get it. There were a lot of like blonde there were like a lot of like blonde like teenage girls in the nineties like doing music. God, what was Disney Jesus, what was Disney thinking at that moment? Hey, I got an idea. Let's just No because they lost out on like pretty much all of them. They didn't have rights to any of them. When the Mouseketeer, when the when the Mickey Mouse Club ended, pretty much all those guys went off and did their own shit. And somebody had to be sitting there going, "We pretty much made all of these people: yeah. Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chavez." Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, where all. where was Disney Records at that moment to go? Wait, 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 wait. I, my, wait. No, Miley Cyrus, uh, Jonas. Well, brother. no, that's why. Well, but Miley Cyrus is the reason that happened. Is Miley? They're like, wait, 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 wait. We got a yeah, show well, here. We're gonna keep Miley under contract. That's yeah. no, no. Yeah, Miley Cyrus is later. My, Marla, Miley Cyrus is 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 the oh, we've learned our lesson from the billions from, that we've lost. Could have made yeah from this yeah. crew right. Yeah, right, we're, we're not right. talking millions. We're talking billions. If you really yeah. stop and think about oh, it, was, I mean, yeah, when, yeah. When you look at all, when you look at it in hindsight, you know, you're just like, yeah, somebody wasn't thinking about the long term. But then, see, Disney is not known for long term. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you, you know, you're lucky to get three seasons out of Disney, if that. You know, it's actually, like, you know, that's something I hadn't thought about. They're, you know, they got Disney Plus now. Right. Why wouldn't you do a new mouse, a Mickey, new Mickey Mouse Club? Because the fact that they don't want the same thing happening that they did. Yeah, but this time they hold on a second. But they were no, no, no. But I've been since that time they've been a lot smarter. I mean, a lot smarter. And when I say a lot smarter, I mean they had Miley Cyrus, they had Selena Go, Serena. Is it Selena? Yeah, Selena Selena Gomez. Gomez. They had the. They had the Jonas. They had the Jonas Brothers. All of those were under contract. Um, All the ones from all the ones from uh, what do you call it? Um, High School Musical. All those ones were under contract too. So no, really, in reality, they they learned. 
They learned from their mistake. They sat there and they said, uh, that's never happening again. We're going to make sure that never happens again. It's just the yeah. part that I laugh because it's like, you know, with Disney Plus, why not create a new Mickey Mouse Club? Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe somebody might somebody might have the brain fart and say, "Well, let's try to give this one more try." I mean, that seems to be entertainment's foible anyway. You know, to recreate and reboot and reboot and reboot. Yeah, but maybe. it's been a long time. I mean, think about it. We're talking. Well, yeah, the, yeah, we're, we're talking, talking the early. 90s. We're talking the early nineties. We're talking about right. thirty years. Around the, yeah. You'd think somebody would sit there and, and look at Disney Plus and go, because here's the thing. I mean, think about it this way. You could do new episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club and, okay, they would stay, let's say, like, see, the first se- like, let's say, I don't know, let's say, for example, there's 10 episodes in the first season, okay? Right. Okay. After maybe, what, a year, maybe you put them onto Disney Channel and then let season two be on you know, that way you can cycle them through that way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So at least, you know, the public could get them. But the other parts of the public could get them on cable. But the point being is, I don't know. I, it just seems like a no-brainer. I mean. Yeah. Hosted yeah. by the Iron Sheik. Yeah. Hosted by the Iron Sheik. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do the Mickey Mouse Club, you But yeah, no. So yeah. So the answer to your question is, Ivan, is is that, yeah, Brit, so Brit, the only thing that we've got in Brit, the long the short of it is, Ivan, is that Britney Spears has pretty much said until something changed, her father's no longer in charge of the conservatorship. Now, I don't know if it's her father's just no longer in charge of the conservatorship or she's out of it entirely. She's basically said she's not making any music at all. Um, the only thing we keep seeing is these videos that she keeps doing every so couple of days where she's like dancing around on the inner on, on Instagram. I mean, that's the only thing, you know, that's it, yeah. which by the way is also somewhat entertaining on multiple reasons and levels, but you know, so, okay, I guess, uh, that'll do this week for episode free, Brittany. free hashtag free Brittany episode one fifth, one hundred we're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. We're on YouTube. Click the bell, subscribe. You know what to get to content. You can find this show on your usual podcast platforms iTunes, Google, Spotify, Anchor, anchor.fm slash SOTRT. If you have like one of those home computer things, you can type us in that way. Type us mm-hmm. on in, download us all the way. Uh, you can, of course, follow us on Facebook, and we'll have memes and articles and stuff for you to listen and watch and entertain. Ivan is on twitch.tv at Java and Ivan, and he's uh, managing the drama on the spinning wheel. Jeff is everywhere on the... What the... The Instagram. The Instagram, the, the YouTubes. We lost Ivan. Yeah, we did. Oh, dang it. Yeah, Jeff's everywhere on Steinamite Productions. Email us at sotrtpodcast at gmail.com. Dot com. So you get well, the last you get the last word this week. I was gonna say one of us gets the last word. We finally one of us I wasn't gonna say anything because I'm like I wanna see if Mike realizes that one of us is gonna get the last word this week and it's like which one of it is gonna be because it's not gonna be Ivan. So Mike, have a happy fourth of July and uh, everybody who's listening. Hopefully you guys have a happy 4th of July. Yeah, you too. And, uh, Thanks for listening. Don't, don't, 
don't don't blow your fingers off or anything crazy like that. So uh, have a good week, everybody. <laughs>